hill. Bubba, his name's Bubba. He was no different than the soul. But now he's Bubba. Yes, Bubba. <laughs> Bubba the redneck werewolf. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 39 of Schlocker Night, where we travel to the edge of the cinematic universe to watch and discuss all types of films, including B-movies, that merge three different genres that shouldn't work, but somehow do, and I think you'll agree with that. You can check out C52.com for previous episodes and links to support the podcast. I'm Doc. I'm here with my D-A-W-G dog, Steve, and now on to the show. And let's let's get it out there early that this is another super rare Schlocker Not nighttime recording, right? It is, and I have not been drinking, so there we go. That, <laughs> that that, you haven't been drinking yet? No, not at all. Oh, no. man. No plans to. I don't think so, no. Maybe a cocktail, I don't know. I like to, I mean, it's not true, but I like to paint that picture that like if I try to contact you anytime after like seven PM, you're just ripped drunk every night. Right? Just, yeah, I'm just like in my <laughs> underwear. Um, I've got like a mustard and gravy stained like um a t shirt on with holes in it. A hat with a number three on it. May have. <laughs> you you know the significance behind that, right? No, I was gonna ask you, is it it's gotta be like a driver or something, right? It's a NASCAR driver, but I will not tell you until later. Okay. That may be one of my trivia questions. Okay, perfect. All right. Let's get to it. We are talking about 2014's Bubba the Redneck Werewolf. It's available uh, right now on Hulu streaming or to rent and buy on Amazon. There's a ton of places you can pick this movie up at. Should be no issues at all is what I'm trying to get at. I saw it on Hulu. I watched it twice. Yep. Um, it's uh, directed by Brendan Jackson Rogers. He's the he's basically a writer, producer, editor of numerous shorts. I sent you a couple of uh, his movies, his short films from uh, I think it's And You Productions, correct? Yes. Okay, so I sent you uh, I think Diary of a Wimpy Alien, Ranger Things, and he's got another one I haven't watched yet, but I'm going to get into all of them. The Walking Inbred. Yeah, it looks like it's right up our alley, right? Dude, every single one of them had solid production values. Um, they were funny. God's a heart in their humor. Uh, and they were basically just tailored to genre fans. Yeah, and that's this movie's no exception, right? This had some serious, seriously good production value, I thought. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Good, man. You want to, let's see. No, let's get who we got in this. It's written by Stephen Byro. A little information about him. Um, he's a director writer of a movie called The American Guinea Pig, Bouquet of Guts and Gore, and its sequel. Have you ever heard of The American Guinea Pig films? I haven't, but I'm loving that name already. Have you ever heard of um, Guinea Pig films from Japan? No. Okay, so I have that box set. So one day we'll have to do The American Guinea Pig and The Japanese Guinea Pig. Um, Basically, it's a Japanese manga or manga adaption uh, and there's six films made between like the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Okay. Charlie Sheen thought one of them was an actual snuff film oh. and reported it to the FBI. Dude, I totally, I think we even talked about this on a previous show. I totally I remember so. that. So I'm going to see yeah. how much attention you actually pay to me. Okay. 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 Guess which one out of these six movies was the one that Charlie Sheen reported to the FBI? Okay, go. All right. One, Devil's Experiment. Two, Flowers of Flesh and Blood. Three, Shudder, The Man Who Doesn't Die. Four, Devil Woman Doctor. Five, Andrew, Android, excuse me, Android of Notre Dame. Six, Mermaid in a Manhole. Damn, dude, it seems like Mermaid in a Manhole we've talked about before, but the first two were also kind of, uh, kind of, mm, I'm going to go with, 
I'm going to go number six. Number two, Flowers oh. of Flesh and Blood. It's basically a samurai kidnaps a lady, drugs her, and cuts her up into small pieces. Um, I I don't think the effects are even close to being ultra-realistic, but they are fun to watch. Yeah, and I the see. story is really non-existent. That movie's on a bunch of lists, too, if you look up, like... Um Band movies and and uh, movies that had controversy. That's on a lot of them. I can agree with that, and I understand why. Cool, good one. All right, man. So stars Fred. Le- now, did you know that there were two different actors portraying Bubba as a human and Bubba as a werewolf? I didn't know until I looked it up. Yeah. So Bubba as the wolf is played by a, a gentleman by the name of Fred Lass, and Bubba as a human was played by a uh, person by the name of Chris Stevens, and I thought they both did a great job. I did, too. Malone Thomas plays Bobby Joe. Um, she's been in a movie called Bloodlands. She did the TV show that's on, I think it's Adult Swim. You probably know more than me. Your pretty face is going to hell. I have, that's new to me, and I'm up on my Adult Swims. I think that's an Adult Swim show, or Comedy Central. I don't remember. but uh, And Monsters, Momsters, M-O-M-S-T-E-R-S, Momsters, When Moms Go Bad. Also, if curious, uh, that chick's like right up my alley. So that's my type of girl. Okay. I'm and, sure or, she's going to be Cholas. happy to hear that. That or the big, big, uh, you know, the, the eye makeup and the uh, big bang Cholas, dude. Right up my alley. Yeah. Or Cletus, because he's available. <laughs> or Cle- uh, there was two of them, right? Like Cletus and Clevis or something. Clovis. Clovis. There we go. Fun fact, though. Mitch Hyman, who portrayed the devil in this film, uh, are you aware of his background in relation to the material we're going to talk about today? Well, I did look him up a bit. He was listed somewhere as a producer on this or a writer, and it wasn't listed on IMDb, but an article had him as one or the other. He is actually the writer and creator of the Bubba the Redneck Werewolf comic book. Got it. Okay, makes sense. Uh, he is a DJ, an author, a corporate technology trainer, a stand-up comic, and a writer for Cracked Magazine. Yeah, I, I did look him up a bit, dude. He's all over the place. You can find pictures of him from cons across everywhere. And uh, he also has a very distinct look. And it, it looked perfect for a devil portrayal, I thought, too. But even without the devil makeup on, the dude has just that a very unique-looking man, you know? Absolutely, man. And I thought the makeup was really great for that that uh, character. Yep. Um. Just so you know, I, I researched other people on the IMDb. I think one of the strippers has some other credits and behind-the-scenes stuff. But uh, to me, these actors are all um, – I hate to say the word unknown because that's not really fair because we know them now. Um, they're actors who don't have a lot of credits to their name. But I think everybody came into this um, bringing their A game with what they were doing. They all seem to have a lot of fun with this, and it shows. I, I agree 100%. I'd, I'd say a good 80% of IMDb uh, credits on here they had. This was their only credit, right? Yes. And did absolutely. you look at any of the... No, uh, for Bubba the Redneck Werewolf. Right. Did you look at any of the producer credits? It's not a bad credits? credit to have there. I don't think so either. Did you check any of the producer credits? I did not. Okay, so check this one out. Uh, one of the producers was Caitlin Foster, I believe was her name. And if okay. you go down and watch the credits, uh, she's listed as... Wait, let me get it. I wrote them down. Uh, yeah. She's listed as producer, editor set decoration, assistant director, sound department, and a grip. So, you know, they Everybody has to carry a lot of tools in their bags on these uh, independent movies um, because it takes, an, it takes an army to make these things, and every person involved in that should do different things. Oh, and if you look at the other ones, there's, I think, four other producers. All of them have multiple credits. So this was definitely a group, uh, this was a group effort. A labor of love, man. Yeah. They produced it. They wanted to see uh, the best product on the screen they could. They could get out there, so they all uh, chipped in and helped in any way possible. Absolutely, dude. 
All right, man. Uh, spoiler and get into it. You want a fake sponsor first? Yeah, go for it. What do you got? All right. Episode 39 of Schlockernaut is brought to you by the Endless Jimmy Buffet. Nice. Come Monday, the son of a son of a sailor changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes with a cheeseburger <laughs> in paradise margarita. Oh, dude, what a mix. What a mix of crap you got in there. <laughs> That's, That's a hell good, of a man. slogan for an endless Jimmy Buffet. Not bad, dude. Um, mine was the silver bullet killing werewolves and livers since 1978, which is when... Hey, man, <laughs> I'm telling you, his, his, uh, his staunch drinking issue uh, actually played into his hand later on. <laughs> it absolutely did. It was an important part of the movie. His iron liver helped him out. <laughs> right, right. I didn't know that Coors had only been around since 78. I would have guessed like way longer than that. Really? Yeah, I, I dug it up. Part of some trivia they, they pulled out for you? No, it's some trivia I had to look up myself. Didn't they? It wasn't the silver bullet in the. Oh, it was. They they wouldn't call it Coors. They would say like, you know, I can't be drinking those silver bullets. That's what that's what made me think and made me look it up. So I'm really excited because I may be able to translate some of the dialogue in this movie for you. Um, this is it's kind of strange too because um, this movie was produced in Florida, which, you know, being from Tennessee, some of us don't really consider Florida as part of the South. But this movie oozes the three genres I was talking about during the uh, intro. Comedy, a werewolf monster movie, and exploitation. Then you also just ruined one of my trivia questions. So I think we're two down already before we even start the movie. I'm still sitting pretty because you don't know who number three is. So <laughs> right. You better not look it up either. I better okay, not hear I that. My clickety clack, clickety clack. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. That is zero fun, dude. Don't worry. Okay, cool, man. Okay, here we go. Now these old schlockernaut boys are going to be diving deep into a pond here in Hazard County. This show is going to be spoiled worse than the eggs in Uncle Jesse's sack. Thank you, King Sledge, for that one. Thanks, buddy. Uh, this movie opens with a psychic predicting darkness and doom for the small town of Cracker County. They never, I don't think they ever really said what the town was. Was it tainted? Something the, taint? It was, uh, wait, it was, I have it here somewhere. Broken Taint was the name of the Broken county. Broken Taint <laughs> in Cracker County, yeah. right? And she was supposed to be blind, but I didn't catch that until my uh, second, until like the second watching. Yeah, I didn't realize it either. I mean, but I guess all clair, you know, successful clairvoyants and psychics, they hide their flaws maybe? No, 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 no. When you lose one sense, you obviously gain another supernatural sense. A sixth sense. <laughs> right, right. Which makes it the fifth sense because you don't, have one of your senses. Five minus one plus one. Right, right. <laughs> gotcha. So anyway, um, immediately I thought the production value, you know, you're thinking one thing um, coming into the movie. Actually, I shouldn't say that because we've seen a ton of low-budget movies. Um, so I expect nothing. But Bubba the Redneck Werewolf, streaming free on Hulu, you're thinking one thing in your mind. Um, and, dude, I was pleasantly surprised numerous times throughout this movie. The production value is terrific. The settings are great. The lighting, the music, everything's coming together. They're all just top-notch, man. I agree, and we didn't talk at all about this one before. I had no clue uh, what you were going to say going in, and you've pretty much mimicked exactly uh, my feelings going in. Uh, you- I was worried, man. I was worried, like, this is going to be another Jack Frost where you were just shitting all over it, and I was going to have to... I was going to literally uh, uh, extensively and strenuously defend this movie if you had come at me like that. So, Unnecessary, dude. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you though. When I saw it, I almost took it like this might be a throwaway, right? Just one of those movies that you that are on Netflix that 
just have nothing. It's just a name. Now, and I also didn't know this was based on a uh, comic book. Okay, so that gives you a little bit of maybe someone's going to bring something to it, right? There, there actually, there's a source material to work with. It's not like um, Zombievers where they're going off a name and they're going to play the whole movie off the name. Well, like they pitch the name to somebody and the name sounds right. great and I write a script and you're like, oh, right, shit. Right, right. So <laughs> when I figured gonna... out that it actually had a comic book background, um, that, that made a little more sense to me. It's like, okay, there's some people that probably have invested in this. You know? Now let me ask you this. Are you as curious as I am to find out what this movie actually cost? I looked. Could you find it? I couldn't find no, it. No, I couldn't find no. it. Okay, bummer. It looked like it cost a million bucks. Yep. It looked great. Good on yeah. And sounded so, absolutely uh, outstanding. Well, dude, even the timing of the jokes, I mean, yep. wow, they were spot on. Anyway, so as she's talking about the gloom and doom that's coming to, what is it? Something Broken taint. taint. Broken, Broken taint. taint. In Cracker County. Uh, it, it, it cuts back and forth. Between the Barkham Asylum Dog, D-A-W-G, which is where I got that from the intro, uh, Pound, and our psychic letting us know that the evil is coming for only one man, and guess who that one man is? Bubba. It's Bubba. And I'm going to say she's extremely accurate, and if she hasn't been hired by Dion Warwick's psychic friends already, <laughs> oh. maybe she should get on the phone line I, and start I, working those. I tried so hard things. to get a clean cut of that for you, man. Everything is so damn hissy online for, for that well, Dion What was it that? Mid to early '80s. Yeah, was, I guarantee Dion Warwick made a bazillion dollars with people calling into these sham psychics that would charge like eight dollars an hour, something ridiculous. We, uh, good friend Javier got busted calling the MC Hammer hotline dude, ran up his dad's phone bill on that thing. So uh, <laughs> there, there are some rubes living here. You know, I, I've been blamed for uh, several decades now for calling a uh, sex hotline when I was a child, which I did not do. Um, but yet my parents had to pay like $600 for it because we Ooh. were living in my aunt's house at the time. I I swear to you, I did not make those phone calls. I wish I had now. At just, this point, right? I'm taking the blame anyway. Hey, um, hey are we going to out Randy on that? Are we thinking this is a Randy deal? I don't know if it was Randy or my uh, cousins. Mm-hmm. Could have been the cousins too. I don't know who did it, but there was a whole lot of teenagers in that house, and I was a preteen, wasn't even thinking about stuff like that. Now, I do remember calling the ET phone number. Do you remember that one? <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. That's so shitty, dude. Completely free. Completely free. You would call uh, the ET phone number and it would give you a tone like... <laughs> so, so and I don't know why anybody thought that was ET's phone number. That's great. You'd call it like crazy. You know what I miss is like the Freddy hotline. I would, I would love to call that thing just to see what the hell you're talking about. I bet they have those recorded somewhere. We could like pull clips from it for the show. Like recordings of people actually calling, like, hey, Fred, how's it going? <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I won't even attempt to mimic Freddy Krueger's voice. I meant the stock, like, fake Freddy Krueger that they probably had on the other line, you know? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Yeah, it'd be good. Like, how, how close to Robert England do you sound? Not at all. Not at all, mate. Well, come on in. <laughs> you're, you're hired. <laughs> Wait, do you have a telephone? Okay, you're in. <laughs> I do have a landline. Oh, that's good. My mom uses it for her sex sex line, so we can uh, alternate shifts. Right. So it, so Doc can run up a six hundred dollar phone bill. <laughs> Boy, I wouldn't even know like what at that age. Like, so do you like Metroid? Me too. <laughs> Have you heard of Have Swatch you played Watch? the Friday the Thirteenth video game? It's impossible to beat. Right. Do, do you I like want the, to touch your what? Do you like the poster gallery? It's really cool. <laughs> Kid talk. You know, one time I wanted to go into Spencer's Gifts to buy some anti-fart tablets, but my mom wouldn't let me. What about you? (laughs) Rubber dog puke is the funniest. (laughs) Oh, my God. I digress. Anyway. um, So, wait. Speaking of the asylum, now I'm I'm putting together, uh, since the comic book reference, Barkham, Arkham Asylum, right? Of course. Batman, Barkham Asylum. Yep. And Bubba is 
a, a massive dog lover, I would assume, because he talks to all the dogs um, like his babies, his whittle puppies. Yeah. Right. Well, did they do the credits already? Because I did take a piece of the credit music. I think it was worth mentioning. They have. I No, I think it's when he's leaving the dog pound. Okay. Do they do the credits? But go ahead and play it, dude. Okay, it's yeah. It, and really, the music in here is worth checking out in general. So here was the part of the credits. Now gather around and lend an ear, pull up a chair, slam down a beer. I've got y'all a story for the ages. Some folks say that it just ain't true, but doubt it. Not bad, right? Firing on all cylinders, my friend. I was already digging. Um, just from that, I was already kind of like in a good mood. Just starting watching it, I Dude, was in a good it's mood. It's not taking itself seriously. Um, we're having fun with it. And um, I just can't say enough nice things about it. Yeah, now if I can... Can I sidetrack real quick here? I know it's early on, but um, I actually looked up the dude, George Shaw, who did the music, composed and conducted the music for this movie. Um, okay. Dude, this guy's amazing. I probably spent, this movie's about an hour and 10 minutes long, I think. Uh-huh. I probably hour spent 12. I mean, with the yeah, credits. With credits yeah. I probably spent 30 plus minutes just listening to, to this guy's music online. I, I stopped the movie like five minutes in and, and researched this guy. Dude, this dude's amazing, man. Uh, you know what? Hold on. It's good enough that I'm going to pull it up for you. How about that? Okay. Okay, George Shaw. Uh, you can check his stuff out at George Shaw Music, georgeshawmusic.com. You go up to the media tab and then the music tab, and he's got a bunch of samples of different type of music. So he does like sci-fi scores, action scores, drama scores. Um, I'm going to – now this might – the level might be good or bad. We'll find out post but i'm gonna play a couple samples of this because i just think this dude's amazing he's going somewhere man and he doesn't have much credits other than he did some stuff with will wheaton um but wheaton? will wheaton <laughs> i'm gonna give you okay here's a example of an action score hope this works sold right sold right Give me the whole CD right okay, now. Hold on. I love stuff like how that, about, How about comedy? Let me get you a comedy. Uh, let's see. How about this? Look at this, look at this production value on this show. On the spot, dude. <laughs> dude, this dude, that almost sounds like Danny Elfman. Yeah, and that's he did, really good. He did one that's called Bug Juice that was kind of a takeoff of Beetlejuice that I thought was good, too. Um, dude, that's great. How about horror? This is your stuff, right? Let's see if you like this. Dang, man. Dude, is he killing it or what? Really good stuff, dude. All right, and last one for me, because I like sci-fi. We'll do sci-fi. And he has samples of this all over the website. You got to check this guy out. Didn't you start with that one? Oh, did I? Here. Did I really? Did I play the same one twice? I thought you were going to play the same oh, the I theme did. from Beastmaster. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I yeah. grabbed the Beastmaster theme in it again. No, no. I, I clipped the same thing twice on accident. Um, but you get the you get the gist of it, right? I think this dude, uh, he's got chops. And he's a young guy. It's really hard to get different awesome. genres, too, and, and to be so talented at all of them. Yeah, so if anyone's listening to this that like needs some stuff done, this guy's on point, man. This guy's good. All right, man. Well, what's funny is when they're cutting back and forth between the psychic... And the dog, uh, Barkham, dog pound, 
um, she's talking about this mysterious man. He's basically crowded in, or shrouded in secrecy and whatnot. And then when it exposes Bubba, he's a dipshit, basically a redneck, lovable. Um, though. She, N- not like not lovable. like a jerk. A lovable, absolutely yeah. lovable. He's he's um, he's um, absent-minded, if you will. He's not very bright. Should we say it that way? Yeah, he's he's a he's a fun-loving yokel, right? <laughs> he's innocent, right? Just an he's a yeah. Kind of a wimp, kind of not mean spirited, kind of pansy. A, I think yeah. they call him a couple times. A couple times, but uh, she's befuddled that this is the person that the crystal ball is telling her about. Right. right. Um, and by the way, do you know where the term redneck originated from? My guess would be you work in in the fields and you get a sunburn on the back of your neck. Yep, nineteenth and early twentieth century farmers um, working the fields would have a sunburn on their neck. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, I've never met anyone who actually was offended by that term. Yeah, it's so almost a it's badge like, of honor, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's derogatory towards people who live in the South, but I mean, people drive around with redneck written on their truck in big letters. So <laughs> um, maybe to somebody who's snooty, perhaps, or upper crust, that would offend them a little bit, but I don't know why. If that person's alive, I don't know him. Yeah, never heard of it. So um, the credits basically consist of just uh, shots of rural, rural, I've always had a hard time with that word. Uh, Southern Living, and it's got that catchy tune you just played for us, the uh, Bubba the Redneck Werewolf theme song. Um, and basically, that th- song describes the entire film. Yeah, it tells the whole story. It tells the story of the entire film, which is great. Uh, a lot better than Jack Frost, I would have said, <laughs> to you. Thanks. Right? Yes. It's heads and tails above Jack Frost, by the way. I'm glad we agree on that. So, back at the dog pound... Um, Bubba's feeding the canines their midnight snack, he calls it. And did you catch any of the dogs' names by any chance? Oh, yeah. They all had good names, and uh, the little one was like freak, Freaky or something like that. It was, uh, let's see, Six Pack, Moonshine, Used to Coulda. That last one is a fake one. I just threw that in there. You ever heard that oh, term before? <laughs> I used to could have done that. Used to coulda. Yeah, I used to coulda rode a bike. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to Alabama one time with a buddy of mine who was not from the South, and so we went to this restaurant, a barbecue restaurant, and he struck up a conversation with this lady, and he was talking about like going outside and drinking a beer on the patio or something. She's like, well, "You can't do that no more." But you used to coulda. Nice. And my buddy's like, "What? What was that?" It's like used to coulda. And he was. I, I'm not following you. So I had to come in and. As an interpreter, explain to him that you used to be able to go out on the patio and drink beer, but you weren't able to do that anymore. So I love it when they, you know, people, people from the South smash like eight words together into one term, into one word. So you guys had the Porto conversation. Porto. Can you say that what? slower? One, one more time? Porto. Used to could have. One more time, just please. It was just so funny to look on his face like, did she just speak a different language, bro? And I was like, no. That's good. So anyway, um... He loves the dogs. It's obvious. Um, but then we get a little potty humor, our first of uh, turd play, if you will. Nice. Where he leans back with one of the puppies to love on him a little bit. And he uh, apparently he's done this before. He lays his head down right into a huge dog turd. Right? Yeah, the back of his head goes right into a huge patty of poop. And it was done well. Like that, it, that could be a throwaway, but I laughed. I thought it was funny. And I guess like 
for some reason, it ain't the first time for this shithead, is what I wrote down. <laughs> <Yeah>. Because <laughs> even the, the lady who runs the dog pound was like, do you stick your head in the shit again? Because <laughs> you stink. <laughs> yeah, even afterward, everyone keeps, it, everyone knows that he smells he bad. He goes to the bar, right? They're <laughs> yeah. like, you smell like shit again. Yeah, puts on his hat on top of it. <laughs> so one of the things he wished for later in the movie is to get hair back because he's balding, but I didn't notice that at all. Did you? No, and there was, I have other questions about his so-called curse later for you, too. Okay, cool. Uh, so then he decides to go hit the rusty bombshell. So we get some really interesting uh, day for night shots. Did you notice that? I didn't. Yeah, so basically it was, they would film during the day, but they made him look like night shots. Um, and his basically his only goal at the rusty bombshell, which is the name of the local uh, watering hole. We call it a pub. Yeah, yeah watering, watering hole. hole um, is to get drunk and win back the heart of Bobby Joe. The, his high school sweetheart, right? Oh, dude, did it's, you catch the name of the magazine his boss was reading? No. Oh, dude, it was Hogs on Hogs, and it was pictures of pigs on a motorcycle. <laughs> on a, on a, <laughs> hogs on Hogs. There is so much, like, background eye candy to see in this movie, Ton dude. Of so it, many dude. little jokes. It's almost like an a, a, uh, airplane movie or a naked gun yep, movie. Totally, There's just dude. stuff going on all over the place. And, and on the second watch, you catch more. It's one of those two where you'll, you'll get more in the background. I think the second time I watched it, I noticed that under the Hogs on Hogs uh, title, was it said Thirsty for Corn. And it had just pictures of, <laughs> pictures of pigs on Harleys. It was really good, dude. Oh, that's great. Yeah. But they also had, like uh, like in Bubba's bedroom, they had the Cownado I saw that, yeah. The Moo. You know, it wasn't movie. It was movie. Like, movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, he would go to the store, and they had advertisements for Slurpzillas everywhere. And dude, even the radio uh, station in his truck was K R U D crud. Dude, I started to get a lot of nods to Monster from this movie. Obviously, we've seen turds and the radio station while he's driving around in his car. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. It yeah, reminiscent it fun. of that to me. Yeah, very very good beginning. I thought it was a really strong beginning. Uh, the Rusty Bombshells patrons, if you will. Just basically like the most rundown commoners and louts and like people sleeping at the at the tables. And you got Cletus and Clovis who um, I'm pretty sure Clovis is like this movie's Simple Jack because he dresses almost exactly like him and has the same mannerisms. You know who I got out of that? I got the um, Jack McBrayer. Uh, you know that dude? He's on a 30 Rock. Uh, he plays like a yokel in almost everything. Uh, and I thought that dude kind of was like a maybe a low rent uh, Jack McBrayer. Well, he's kind of like a, yeah, like is that the dude who goes to the um, restaurant where everybody screams at him? Mm. On, for Conan O'Brien, have you ever seen that? Yes, one? yes, 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 yes. Yeah, right. so yeah. It, a little bit like him, but a lot dumber. Right, a, a lot more unlearned. Could I say? I don't like to use the word dumb. It's unlearned. I like it better. Keep it. Keep okay. it nice, huh? None of these characters. I know you're a fan. Are Hollywood? They're really unremarkable. Except for Bobby Joe and was it Janie Sue or Jamie Sue and the, the, the nun. nun? The nun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, Bubba decides to sit down with Cletus. I guess he, he has um, conversations with Cletus all the time because they all seem to know him real well. And um, he learns that from Cletus and Clovis that Bobby Joe is out attending an AAA meeting yeah. with Dangerous Dwight in the back of his car. And Dangerous Dwight is no, nobody to trifle with. Dangerous Dwight is one of my favorite characters. Uh, I mean, White T from, from Black Devil Doll really you know, struck a chord with me, but Dangerous Dwight is, for some reason, 
absolutely loved that guy. I loved his delivery. I loved his <laughs> speeches. I loved that guy. Dude, he he did a great job. He is a he is a um, a jerk for sure. Yep. And just the things he he focuses on to pick on Bubba are hilarious. And I have like, a couple cuts of it when it's time. Yeah, I got that cut. Yeah. Oh, just so you know, before we get to the scene there, we also get some obligatory cousin humping jokes. So we're hitting all the right notes so far. Yeah, and there and there is I'm I'm gonna say too there is some jokes that did not work for me at all in this movie, but it was. Uh, far overshadowed by some really cleverly delivered and well-written jokes. So it didn't, it didn't turn the tide of the movie for me, you know? This may be a contender for my birthday uh, outside movie, man. I don't think you can beat Greasy Strangler for your birthday, dude. That, that's just... No, no, no. You know how, like, when you came over, I played Monster while oh, everybody's moving yes, yes, around, yes, yes, and yes. it kind of draws people in, like, what the yes. heck is this? And then you throw on the other stuff. I think this could be the one that draws people's attention. Like what in the world am I watching? Here? I, I agree, dude. This is the type because of people movie. come to the party. A lot of them, you know, they're squares. They don't know anything about our hobby of the stuff we watch. So it's always good to have like the gateway and an appetizer, right? Yeah. A crap appetizer. <laughs> oh, good one, dude. <laughs> uh, so in my notes, I put down that Bubba breaks up their backseat rednecking. Huh? Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you that. And one. Bobby Joe explains to Bubba that she wants a real man. So, on this litmus test, she wants a guy who has a double wide, check, lived in one. Okay? Yep. Have you? Nope. Minus one. Yep. Uh, she okay. wants a guy who's got a toaster with four slots, double check. Also mm. had one of those, have you? Nope. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and uh subtract two because like the gluten inside the four <laughs> four hole toaster slots would actually kill you in your house. So, so not, that's minus two. For I don't you. only not only am I missing the apparatus, I couldn't put anything in it if I did own it. Is what we're getting at here, right? <laughs> you put like a um, like a corn like tortilla. A, I guess I could stuff it in there. <laughs> <laughs> like so, uh, you got Gross. four toasted corn tortillas. Gross corn yeah. tortilla. Um, and he, she apparently wants a guy who has decent armholes in his shirt. <laughs> it's so great. I don't think I've ever in my entire life worn a sleeveless T-shirt or a muscle shirt. You know, friend, uh, friend of the show and uh, listener Dave has a Burbank Karate Club T-shirt with the holes cut out of it. The armholes are yes. completely removed. Completely now, did he removed. use scissors or did he use what? What, what was the thing he was making? Fun? Like pruning sheets. <laughs> Speaking of, let's just play the cut because we can't do it justice, right? Okay, cool. During this tirade of, of them berating Bubba for being a pansy and, and not a real man, you get this. Why, you ain't even got decent armholes. What's wrong with my armholes? What is it? They look like they was cut with bacon shears. My armholes? Now, these was done with proper fucking scissors. Mm -hmm. That's right, Bubba. I own proper fucking scissors. <laughs> Only way to maintain sleeveless flannel shirt upkeep. <laughs> you know what's great is, you know, normally... Oh, that guy the F me. word um, draws some disdain for people. Uh, they peppered it in like um, secret herbs and spices in this movie because <laughs> whenever they pulled out fuck, it was perfect. It, it wasn't as um, as tart as salt. It was more like a little Mrs. Dash, you know, just to add a little. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man. He had the um, the delivery reminded me of Charlie Utter on Deadwood, who's one of my favorite characters ever, and uh, I could not get enough of that guy. He, I also took one more cut from that because I want to use it on like. Uh, future shows, or maybe around the house, but I loved this part. Oh. <laughs> grown-ass gal needs a grown-ass man. <laughs> it's true. Hey, words to live by. I love it, dude. I love that Still guy. Don't play that clip for my wife. 
<laughs> She'd be like, wait a second. My guy sits around talking with his dumb friend about dumb movies all the time. He spent seven hours trying to figure out how to plug in a USB microphone. <laughs> he's, pretty, he's pretty handy. We recorded a whole show, three-hour show, realizing he used the wrong damn mic and had to do it all over again. Oh, this guy's a loser. Uh. <laughs> so, um, <sighs> I, I just want to say, man... We will never do the comedy justice. I mean, I don't want to just regurgitate their jokes because that's not know, fun. But this this whole parking lot conversation, absolutely great. It was terrific. It's it was handled campy, dude. Perfect. They're they're uh, perverting southern lifestyles to the point of satire, and it's really good. Um, and it's all just to f- to fit into this fictional scenario to push the movie further. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the name of the movie is Bubba, Bubba the Redneck Werewolf, so you have to have redneck tone if you will yeah you got to turn it up a bit man i mean you gotta you gotta make good on what you're what you're promising right on the title um he professes his love for for i did you catch it was bj bobby joe bobby joe Um, so he commits the ultimate bible belt sin and he proclaims that he would sell his soul to the devil for her which is a huge no-no in the south you don't talk about the devil and I think I think that the way they were talking, he really wasn't even dating her. It was like his high school girl, that, like from a decade ago, right? This yeah, isn't some and so he's, that, he's yeah. still trying to win her back. Um, so kind of like the argument that Daniel was a dick for trying to move in on Allie and um, Johnny, right? Correct. Yep. Um, yeah, Bubba probably makes the wrong choice, and he, he tries to basically call her out as you know, profess his love to her, and um, Dwight knocks the shit out of him, and maybe rightly so, right? I think I would do the same thing if I'm, you know, dating a chick, and especially if we're canoodling in the back of my car, everything's going great, conditions are perfect, and you come up and start talking about how much you love her, and you didn't date her except for back in high school. Right. I mean, she you know had some. She had some character flaws too, because apparently she just wants to go out with the the most alpha male in the county, right? The hairiest guy with the best armholes. Right. Right. Um, one thing I will say though is I was completely shocked by how fast this fight went down. Because I don't know if you've ever uh, ever heard the David Cross comedy oh. special where he talks about redneck fights. I do, um, and It's I hilarious, have. and it's 100% actually 100% true. Because there is a whole it, lot of posturing. For it. You want it? Just a little snippet. Okay. This is true, guys. You don't know, man. I'm like a motherfucking earthquake wrapped in a hurricane. <laughs> Nestled in a box of tsunamis, man. You that's what I am. That's also dangerous, Dwight. Yeah, I mean, dude, that that is how all southern fights take place. I mean, there's a whole lot of like stretching out, taking your shirt off, peacocking, throwing those feathers out, talking shit, and then uh, finally maybe somebody will fight. Or most of the time, they just get bored and go home. <laughs> yeah. After so much talking, you're tired. Yeah. Oof. Tuckered out, but not Dwight because he throws a nice haymaker and busts the shit out of uh, out of Bubba, right? He does, and he knocks his head on the uh, the light of the car, and then um, the next thing you know, he's waking up in the bar with uh, not a black eye, a red eye for some reason. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe that's all the makeup they had. <laughs> I think they could have added a little purple to that. I think, um, and then. They have a great conversation about there's more crabs in the sea, and of course that devolves into I had crabs once and whatnot. Yeah, the um, the conversation between the three in the bar was pretty much always the older guy um, talking about one thing, the yokel completely 
mis- take the, the joke is he's missing the point and he would pick a word out and and kind of tangent off into another joke but it really worked it worked great well the old guy cletus was always talking about his missing balls from the vietnam war right, <laughs> he got his right. balls blown off i thought that was fun it was um bubba then proclaims that he would do anything to get bj back and uh what do you think happens the devil comes to town Yep, I mean that's that's a story as old as time. The devil comes down to Florida. Right? <laughs> that's good. That song, yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, I thought um, his makeup design for the devil, Mitch Hyman, was terrific. The horns were there. Um, he tries to explain the, his color being a sunburn. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was really just a great devilishly fun. Um, I hate to use the word sassy. Um, wasn't sassy. It was just a. If you're gonna use sassy, can you throw a little, little sass into that though? <laughs> no, I'm trying <laughs> to think of the the male word for sass. There was a lot of spunk in uh, his devilish uh, portrayal. Of for me, it sass. was um, very reminiscent of Hellboy. If you think of the Hellboy makeup, I thought it was pretty close. Mm, mm, the color, but the horns weren't shaved off. They were. They were tiny, but they weren't shaved off. And no, I'm saying it's it's as good as Hellboy. Like I think for. For what they were working with, Hellboy, a huge major motion pitcher, uh, this guy had, it wasn't a, a BS uh, devil outfit, I didn't think. I thought it looked really good. Makeup was great. I will not say it was as good as Hellboy. It was terrific, though. We're talking about two astronomically different budgets, though. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. Hey, listen, you've got uh, $100 million for your, your budget. $20 million of that is makeup, and your makeup budget is going to be uh, $100 um, Halloween Superstore coupon. Whatever Caitlin uh, Foster has in her purse currently is our budget for the... Uh, yeah, and two <laughs> Chick-fil-A sandwiches. So. <laughs> well, I, I'll, let, let me say this then. I've seen movies with much bigger budgets do a much worse devil. Can we agree on that? Oh, totally, right. man. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the devil gets Bubba completely hammered, and they work out their deal. I, I think basically a lot of this is the monkey paw type scenario where whenever somebody asks for something, they get it but not in the way they think they're going to get it, right? right. Uh, yeah, it's always got a a, a, a backhanded... Um, There's a consequence yes. to asking for shit from yes. the devil. Um, so basically what he wants is to be strong and powerful, lovable and happy. Uh, he doesn't want to be bald anymore. And he wants to get the smokeless ashtray, the four-hole toaster, and the vegetable peeler. Right. All the things uh, a real man needs to win back a country girl like Bobby Joe. Absolutely. I have none of that, by the way, but I would right. um, also... Don't need uh, the deal is sealed. He gets everything but the vegetable peeler because he was too slow in accepting the contractual the offer, right? obligations of this deal. Um, and he gets his sunburnt handshake, which basically uh, imprints a pentagram on his hand, right? Right. Um, and then we get a nice grisafi, and Bubba heads home to sleep it all off. Yep, still in human form, of course. Yes. Um, the next day at Bubba's house, the alarm blares, and what do we get? Um, a werewolf hand comes out and completely destroys and smashes the alarm clock. We get the whole Teen Wolf uh, reveal, like the mirror bathroom Dude, mirror so reveal. Funny, <laughs> is I actually thought that yeah. in a scene reminiscent of Teen Wolf. Dude, yeah, totally. He literally discovers his transformation through the like opening the medicine cabinet mirror and then closing it and seeing himself yep. after. Um, he smashes his tube of toothpaste yep. a little too harshly. Um, and he loves it. Yeah, he, he absolutely he, adores His it. curse is, is a blessing. Oh, yeah, because now he knows he's ha- super hairy. He's an alpha dog. 
if you will. So he's going to go out and win BJ back. Um, now the werewolf makeup was great. You could tell it was, um, they didn't have a big budget for it, but it was totally lovable and, and passable. Right. It, it wasn't as, um, it was more prosthetic than the devil, right? The devil was, uh, more like used with the guy's real facial features. This had kind of the look of like that beauty and the beast, like the pasted on, uh, cheeks and the overhanging mouth a little bit. Right. I don't know how he could talk with those teeth in his mouth. Um, one thing I would have said is maybe stain them a little bit because they were pearly white werewolf teeth. Yeah. I, I, I did. It didn't bother me a bit, dude. No, no, no. I'm just saying, uh, the, the level of detail wasn't there. It was just like basically a brown prosthetic on the face, but it's exactly what this movie needed at the time it right. needed. It. Yeah, I had no no qual- no issue at all. Right. Um, I did think it was funny that he's such a dipshit that when he's like going through the motions in his new character, he's pulling off some like um, Max Katie from. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Travis Bickle. From, I was oh yeah, 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 yeah. From he was taxi. A little Travis Bickle from Taxi, taxi Driver, yeah. and then he did a I want to drink your blood. Yeah, he did a, he did <laughs> a vampire. <laughs> the Bela Lugosi Dracula impersonation. Yeah, there was definitely some funnies, man. That was part of it. This movie, they're throwing them in left and right, and a lot of it was working really well. So then he dresses the part, puts on his overalls, his flannel shirt, and his number three hat, and he heads to work, um, where he quickly sets the dogs free and locks up his bitchy boss, which um, didn't really understand why that happened, but didn't care because it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I did. It was fine, yeah. Um, while this is happening, though, the devil is literally going all around town, um, creating mischief, which I really thought the montages in the movie, we all know why they're in the movie, because they don't have a lot of plot, so they're trying to throw stuff in to lengthen the movie. We get it. These montages were super great. Yeah, they were. Um, I'd say like 90% of the montages worked for me. There was some some in there that I would kind of like shrug my shoulders at. Uh, oh, Hold on, I got a cut for you. I ma- remember you didn't like my 18 montage cut that I made. Yep, dude, I've had this for like a month. Hold on, hold on, this will be worth it. Just talk amongst yourselves. Okay, here I made a new montage cut for you. Let's see if this one's better. You are best around. No, I'm never gonna keep it down. You are best around. No, I'm never gonna keep it down. Should I put some music to that or what, man? Is that a keeper? <laughs> I'm getting a slow clap on it. <laughs> it's adorbs, bro. Okay. Super adorbs. I got to put some music to it, but that's a work in progress. I didn't want to work too much on it till I got your approval. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start throwing my, my little one on some stuff too because, man, that is super cute. Okay, that so awesome. can that be our montage cut for a minute until I find yep. something better? Okay. All right. So basically the I, montage I will say, consists of – what's that? Uh, go ahead because there's a part at the end I, I wanted to talk about. Go you explain he it. He is literally screwing with everybody in town. He's uh, – He's throwing up signs for a Michael Bay movie marathon. When people go in, it's turning into a foreign film marathon. Um, uh, he turns the gun club into a book club. Yeah, that was funny. That was a good one. Yeah. He turns the endless yummy buffet into the endless Jimmy buffet. Um, and these jokes just all really tickled my funny bone, dude. Yes. Um, did they strike a chord with you at all? I yes. Mean, did you kind of? All of those worked, and I was having a lot of fun with it until the very end. Um, I really – that CG – so they make kind of a the hand joke, the guy on the ladder, like, hey, can you give me a hand? And then he gives him, like, a fake hand, and the guy fumbles. And, whoa, 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 You know, he kind of falls over on the ladder. It sounds like he explodes when he hits the ground. Right. And then um, the car behind him blows up, and it's, it's a really – it's a CGI car explosion that I – 
I thought that was a weak cap to a really good montage. It kind of like left me with a bad taste in my mouth because I had so much fun with it up until that point. Um, that that kind of was a downer. Dude, I, I didn't even remember it. Um, I remember the jokes more than the the special effects per se. Um, so you're probably right. They didn't need it. They, they totally didn't. And it bothered the me. The writing both times. was strong enough, it right? It was completely strong, dude. And it was a bummer that that's how they capped it because that's how I think of it at you know at the end that's what i remembered and that that uh was one of the very small problems i had so right i didn't want to gush so, too much i wanted to point out a few of the things that they kind of turned me down you know that's all right dude i mean we can't gush over it all i mean we're not critics by any means but we can talk about it openly and honestly absolutely yeah yeah so um we get back to the bar he's he's hits up cletus again still going on and on about his testicles um that he lost his in nam so I just wanted to thank Cletus and Pete for their service. Thank you. Mm. Um, B- both both with uh, crotch issues. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Pete almost lose his too? Yeah, he still might, man, for all I know. <laughs> oh, that's I wish I don't anybody here. Yeah. Uh, so Jamie Sue, who's the bartender, offers him the silver bullet, which we all know he can't drink that. He's a werewolf. Come on, man. He's a werewolf, man. You know, but it was, what was funny about that, though, is when he comes to the bar, they're like, hey, Bubba, what's up? Like, they act like there's absolutely nothing different. And it, it was so deadpan. And um, I almost thought, great. like, maybe he only saw himself as the werewolf. Maybe it was a metaphor for he has a newfound confidence. That's how he views himself. But yeah, they, they just didn't think anything of it. Like, yep, Bubba's it, it a totally werewolf. Worked. Yeah, now. that totally worked for me. Be. It was great. Yeah. They're having a hoot and hollering time, dude. Yeah. Just seriously. Fuck it. Have a good time. Yeah. Um, I was too. This isn't like highbrow humor. If, if you guys haven't figured it out by yet, uh, by now, but it's just, just entertaining dude. just go in with it. Uh, set your, your snobbery at the door and just enjoy it, man. This is a perfect movie. If I get back from the range and I want to clean a gun with a bunny, a buddy, a bunny, a bunny or a buddy. This is perfect. Like, this is the background thing you want on because you can kind of focus in, focus out, have a conversation, and laugh at some really um, some really fun humor, you know? There are even fart jokes in this movie, dude. Yeah. And, dude, at the end of that scene that you're talking about, there was a, I thought was a absolutely beautifully done misdirect with... Uh, He's saying they're, they're, he's kind of mad that they don't notice his new newfound he's strength. He's mad that nobody you know, right. recognizes that he's now a werewolf. Right, so he's like, you know what, and now I'm getting hungry. And he kind of makes as if he might um, attack them, right? Because at this point, you don't know what his... Well, he moves in like he's, right. he's on the prowl, basically. And you don't know he's, his M.O. yet, right? Like, you don't know if he's a bad guy, a good guy, if he's going to you know start killing people. You, all you've seen is him lock up his boss, so you don't... I didn't know what direction they were going to Like, maybe take. his mind is gone now that he's a, a monster, Correct. if you will. Correct. And uh, so they do a cut scene and in the next scene the lady the bartender's laying across the bar she looks dead the other guy is hunched over slumped over across the chair he looks dead and and uh, bubba's eating and like two seconds Bones. later yeah yeah two seconds later the bartender's like and that's how i made a tea when i was a cheerleader and the other guy's like <laughs> and i finally finished tying that damn shoe and it was so well timed and so well done i did it no justice but i'm telling you dude that right there perfect man perfect just loved yep. it and then Bubba eats 700 chicken wings. Right. He goes to town. He's still hungry. <laughs> and then bad news. Somebody comes in to rob the joint. Bad news for them. Yeah. Because yeah. um, they shoot Bubba and he doesn't even realize it. So um, at this point, I thought the gore was kind of bargain grade. It wasn't, uh, wasn't that great. But it does improve throughout the movie. 
Uh, for me, it had uh, highs and lows. There was stuff I really, really liked, and there was stuff that I really, really didn't like, and I'll try to hit on them when, I, when we get to them. And it's weird because, like, you know the gore and Greasy Strangler was terrible. We all know that. It was CGI. You know, you think, like, with a movie like this, some practical effects are not that expensive to do. Blood is super cheap. It's caro syrup and some food coloring. Throw it out there. And this one, they threw out some blood, and I, th- I did think it got better. I enjoyed it. Because um, this one, you get uh, one biker's eyes are gouged out. The other biker gets his arm ripped off. Um, you get some shitting because one of the guys shits his pants. You get some pissing. The other guy pisses his pants. Some belching because I think he like bites one of them and belches it off a little bit. But um, I don't know, man. Yeah, he, he pokes out one of the guy's eyes and eats it, I think. And then he uh, uses the other guy's arm to knock oh, one of the guy's right. heads off. Oh, that's right. He pulls his arm off and knocks that knocks other dude's head, head completely off. And those practical practical effects I really did enjoy. I thought they were done uh, superb. But there was other times where they added the CGI in where, where I was thinking like, dude, just, just throw around a little of that slop. It, it looks better. It looks better than the fake uh, splatter uh, across the screen of CGI. And that's where that it being get. said though, I think like literally some of the CGI blood shots, blood squibs from the shooting looked better than land of the dead, which <laughs> right. is the first time I ever saw. I told you that story, right? About Nicotero. I don't know. Did you, I was at the land of the dead movie premiere at the Palms casino and we're walking through, and there's a couple of friends of mine. They're not as nerdy as I am. And I saw Greg Nicotero, so of course I go up to say hi. And uh, he literally tells me, like, explain to me what you thought of the special – tell me what you, your thoughts were on the special effects at the end of the movie. They did some things in there um, that I didn't quite agree with. I'm like, okay. I watch it. There's, like, zombies reaching their hands and people's throats and ripping their hearts out. There's some really cool shit. And then there's some scenes um, where the the – teams that are going out raiding for food and supplies or shooting zombies and it looks terrible and it's all cgi it's the first time i had ever seen cgi squibs or cgi blood gunshots and i told him that man he goes i know they they said with the budget that maybe they would try these out and they would pass but he goes i was not a huge fan of them and now he's a special effects guy and producer director of the walking dead and how much of that is cgi almost all of it one of my biggest problems with that show, why I didn't watch it, was that it just it didn't. Th- there's no resistance to the head when they when they poke a pencil through it, right? There's no weight, no heft. Um, it's yeah, dude. Like they'll take a, a sword and like I want to see like when a sword goes into a head, like it's hard to pull it out. Right, you right. right. Like they've got their foot on it, tugging on it, and the head has some movement. But it always. But you know what, dude? I, I still I'm a Walking Dead fan. Any any type of horror stuff on television, I'm going to try and support. Um, Especially something with Greg Nicotero involved and something that Frank Darabont started as a, um, a labor of love. I wish he was still back with it. But, yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I thought this movie had better uh, CGI blood effects than some of the stuff I saw in earlier movies. So I, wish, I, I really wish they'd have stuck with practical. I know they could do it because they did it through half the movie. Um, so that was another small down for me was, man, just just keep it. Keep going with that. It looked great. You know, don't use the other. Yeah, well. Sometimes budgetary restrictions, man. Yeah. You, you gotta or do it, it, it could have been added after the fact. Maybe they thought it needed it. You know, something like that. Who knows? Like that whole zombie college student massacre. That may have been just to add a little bit more gore to it because there was really no reason for that scene at all. There was barely any gore in that scene either. I, I didn't. Um, I thought maybe that was more of a political statement than anything else. But yeah, because they did have a little bit of. Uh, do you think these guys are right wing at all? Well, dude, they were they threw it out there more than once. I don't know if yeah, that's like the tone of the comic. It's a movie or, called Bubba the Redneck Werewolf. Yeah, so, so maybe it was for that. I have no clue. 
So anyway, um, the devil is still handling business around town. There was a fun scene where he give, convinces the town butcher to get a third arm and not for the reason you're thinking either. And the town butcher was Greasy Pete's Backroom Meats. <laughs> and if that's not too long for a gamer tag, Pete needs to go ahead and change his to that right now. Yeah, Greasy Pete? Greasy Pete's Backroom Meats. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, I was thinking at first, like, he needed a third hand so he could be more for proficient at his butchery. Um, needless to say, it's not that, but it's still handling meat. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's for extra handling of his own meat. <laughs> I can't reach it, though, because basically he asks for the third hand so he can manipulate his junk better. And uh, it turns out he gives him the third hand right in the middle of his forehead, and he can't reach it still. So. Right. See, again, it's a, it's a, the blessing will always be a curse when you're dealing with old scratch. That's right. So um, Bubba's cleaning up his mess at the bar. BJ and Dangerous Dwight come in. Uh, they're almost ass deep in each other. Um, <laughs> it's funny. And then... Um, Dwight basically goes into his uh, tough guy shit again, right? He's still not going to let Bubba. Even though Bubba's a badass werewolf now, Dwight ain't backing down, dude, because he's got a, a nickname to uphold. He's got a reputation to. And I think he still had every feet. right to to uh, to vi- defend himself in this situation, right? Yeah, absolutely. But Bubba has a different theory. He's going to smack the pearly whites right out of his mouth, which he does. And that was a great CGI effect. Oh, I hated it, dude. Did I, you really? I did. I hated it. I even wrote down how much I hated it. I, I just really wish they would have thrown some, some real. So basically, what you're saying is, it. instead of throwing in all that, they could have literally had him throw the punch. He turns around, blood coming out of his mouth, and he spits his teeth out. It totally done the fi- same. I would have been totally fine with that, man. Which they they did something similar in different parts of the movie, like when he punched through the guy's head, and they use kind of a uh, a latex, you know, a false head, and he's pu- pulling his hand back through it, right out of it. Um, that type of stuff works great for me, but the um, I didn't like the fake slow motion tooth, almost like a, a 3D tooth flying at the screen. Um, for some reason, that didn't cool, work. And they're trying to trying to beef it up a little bit. Yeah. I don't have an issue with that at all. Yeah, that one that one got to me, man. It did. <laughs> I don't know. Like I stayed up late that night thinking about why? Why, 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 why do you ruin a montage with a CGI car explosion? Why, why? <laughs> um. Bobby Joe, though, is instantly smitten with the new and improved Bubba the Redneck Werewolf and um, completely forgets about, now we'll call him Dead Dwight. Right. <laughs> uh, dangerous. And again, dead. what does that say about her, man? She's just uh, quick to to hop onto the other guy's train real quick, right? I called her 10-second Tammy because she literally forgot about that dude in less than 10 seconds. Uh, anybody that was, I guess, stronger than him or more masculine than him was her new boyfriend? Is it? She got to date the baddest badass in town, man. And so, that's you're saying I don't have a chance. Far from the truth. <laughs> no, dude, are you kidding me? Sure. I'm, once you once they see your gun skills, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling like I wouldn't have a shot. I don't know. Well, you would just clown them like with your words, so it'd be perfect. I would I would um I would surprise them with a quiet and dignified retreat. They wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> what is that over there? Looks like somebody's. <laughs> Mocking you on the other side of the bar. They wouldn't know how to handle my retreat. <laughs> um, they have a brief discussion. I'm I'm assuming that she views a dynamite dog because when he pulls his pants open, she is, um, pl- she is she's happy about that. Yeah, he takes her on on their first little date, and that's pretty much the one of the first questions she asks is, uh, you know, so now that you've changed, what's going on downstairs? And uh, 
immediately after that, they announced they're getting married. So yeah, dude, she comes back to the bar like, we're engaged. It must have been okay. Right? Now I know why it took me so long to get married. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. And my chances are still dwindling away, bro, over here. Yeah. Bobby Joe so ain't happening. Cletus asked the engaged couple to sit down, and that's when uh, Bobby Joe lets everybody know that that's not going to work. Because her derriere has been abused. Yeah, she's something about she she's gonna have to stand for the next couple of days or something. <laughs> but you know, and they did have a, a fair amount of the uh, you know some sexual connotations, but it was really done well, man. It wasn't like over the top vulgarity for the sake of vulgarity. Um, they were written in, I thought, spot on. There's certain jokes like, you know, my kids would come through and I would try and pause it, but sometimes I didn't get to it fast enough. And they didn't even realize what they were talking about. Right. It was it was really done well, man. The writing was just, it was killing it. So the devil is going around selling the entire town false bills of goods. And um, at this point, they're blaming Bubba for this whole mess because he was the first one to make a, a deal with the devil. And it worked out pretty well for him, right? But the devil kind of took a foothold in this town and he's wreaking havoc that was one of my uh, my questions for you was was what was his so-called curse right because everyone else had something pretty bad happen to him um what was was the werewolf thing supposed to be a curse but he just happened to like it or was that yeah absolutely gotcha, okay. that wasn't supposed to make him happy but gotcha. it did okay because he's a dog catcher now. he loves animals so. okay um and then they're all trying to figure out how to solve this conundrum and biker bob busts in to provide some guidance and I researched to try and find out who Biker Bob was because he had a presence about him. Okay, so that's the guy the uh, that pops in on the Harley, right? Yeah. And he cut, he does that a few times in the movie. I did the same thing, man. I was thinking, is this dude like uh, like a well-known? Is this a cameo? Is he like seemed... a real? Yeah, is he a like a biker dude known? Right. And I'm sorry, everybody listening to the show. That is not Doc and Steve. I'm going to head on down to the river run to go to our Biker Bob autograph session because I, I don't know who the guy was but i legitimately tried to find i ran, went to bikerbob.com don't think that's his site um i probably should have checked youtube maybe a little bit but i don't dude, know. i did the same thing i probably spent a good five minutes trying to figure out because they gave Whoa, him a, a whole fiver yeah they gave him a whole <laughs> they gave him an entrance that that you should almost like know who he was or have been like surprised that he was in the movie almost right that's a that's a um exactly oh it's biker bob holy shit you know it's just there were Everybody recognized him immediately, so I thought that maybe because he's like a master two-stroke engine mechanic. Right? Yeah, that I, I really hope I'm not missing the joke there because that almost seemed like there's more to that than than I got out of it. I guess maybe if anybody associated with this movie listens to this podcast, please let us know if we missed out on something so we can correct our error. Can I give you a uh, a cameo that I thought would have been really good in that in that situation there if they could have got him, and I'm pretty sure they could have got him. Ryan Bosworth. Not bad. That's not bad, dude. The boss. <laughs> they probably could have got him too. Is he alive? I, I don't know. Maybe oh, well. sure. Uh, well, you know, with my extensive background on sports figure knowledge, uh, with all your football cards, whatever you got. There. How about this, dude? How about Gary Busey popping up in there? <laughs> that would have worked, right? Steven Seagal. I mean, I'm pretty sure Busey would have done it, dude. He seems pretty cool. And that would have made more sense like to me. Your crazy uncle, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. It would have made more sense to me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I, that would have been cool. I mean, who knows? Biker Bob may be somebody that we're just totally missing 
missing the point here, and he may be just as badass as Gary Busey. It could have been, you know, it could have been like maybe a, a family member of one of the of one of the producers or crew, because uh, you know I've seen that before in movies too, where it's almost like an inside, th- you know, a little inside thank you, or um, you know, it's more for you than the than the viewer. Maybe could have been that. Maybe Biker Bob donated half the budget and the barbecue for the <laughs> for the crude meals. Yeah, yeah, but I did. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I, I thought I thought I was missing something, so I'm glad it wasn't just me. Well, he gives them a little nugget of information they, that that um, Bubba needs to find Todd Who. Yeah, and, and so I knew the instantly. Because I watch movies with subtitles. They would switch from W-H-O to H-U. To H-U. So which one was it? Yeah, did you did you know instantly you're going to get a Who's on first? Like a I did not. Oh, did because I, I don't think instantly. they even found Todd Who, did they? Hell yeah, they did. It was like a three-minute long Who's on first sketch. He never admitted to being Todd Hugh, though. When he falls down after he punches his head open, his shirt falls open. He's wearing a name tag that says Todd Hugh on it. Yeah, but he didn't help at all. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it was a it was a long three minute who's on first sketch. Um, I probably could have done without that as well, but you know whatever. We'll talk about that here in yeah, a second. Right. Um, but for some reason, unbeknownst to me. Uh, the the werewolf weapons up rep, Rambo style, right? I, I don't understand why that is. He's a freaking killing machine. He's a werewolf. But as soon as he gets all of his weaponry ready, he imbibes too much skunk shit whiskey and passes out. Right, yeah. It's it's like a big action montage, and at the end of the montage, he just takes a nap on the recliner, which I thought that was a pretty cool. See, now that montage ended, I can... I can give a smile to the end of that montage you know that's a montage for every night at my house and you right. made fun of me earlier <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every day past 7 p.m don't every call. day past seven <laughs> that's great so anyway um the fellows wake him up and they all go out to kill zombies which i'm thinking like maybe that's Bilzebub's work that was another group of guys that didn't get their wish um and I enjoyed the CGI blood splatter on that one. It's actually pretty good, man. Yeah, that and, one I was okay with. That one didn't bother me. Yeah. So, um, but then we find out that literally they aren't zombies. They're brain-dead college liberal arts students looking for mushrooms. Right. Yeah, they're just out in the woods picking mushrooms, not... Uh, yeah, again, so, yeah, but the one guy was really, you know, happy as soon as he found out they were liberal college students. He was just going to keep killing them. Right, anyway. instead of stopping, he went He went to town on them. He kept like, going. college students? Yeah. Which, um, you know, this day and age is pretty risque comedy. Yeah, and again, I didn't know what if what that scene was in there for, if it was a statement or if it was just a, a throwaway joke. Um, I could have done without it, but I did enjoy the the uh, shots you're talking about. So, also, um, Bubba is no closer to completing his task because he's now gotten drunk, not gone out to complete his mission, shot drunken college students or, or liberal arts college students looking for mushrooms. Um, so then he goes back to his apartment. He gets seduced by Bobby Joe again, which I thought was hilarious because I don't know about you, but I've been through this a couple of times where you're just like, I'm not doing it. Yeah, we, I don't but have time. I seriously don't have time. I've got to, do, you know, then, yeah, but right. being <laughs> the people that we are, the men that we are not just saying you and me, but just as a, species happens <laughs> anyway the, the royal we are you using yeah. yeah i mean it's just like he's like we are not having sex i'm tired next yeah. thing you know they're waking up in bed right close <laughs> the counter and um he's still no closer to completing any any portion of his mission at all right. he's really inept and i think you get a pretty good montage here again of him just kind of searching the town right 
This is when he's doing the uh, he's got the missing person flyers with Todd, right, Todd right. Hughes' name on it with no picture at right, all. Right. <laughs> Have you seen this guy with a question mark over his blank yeah. gray slate? <laughs> yeah. Um. So he has no luck with the uh, missing person flyers. He checks the. I thought this was a nice touch. Did you see it was the illegitimate yellow pages? Yeah, dude. There was a lot of background stuff in this in the montages that were definitely worth checking out for sure. Scours the interwebs. Where bingo, he's onto something. Yeah, you remember uh, what that was? Girls on dogs or something. Like Very that. specific fetish adult websites where he then contracts a computer virus, which I'm pretty sure that's steeped in reality too. Yeah, I almost looked up the website <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I bet there is really websites for that, and I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably illegal too, so yeah. probably great job you yeah. didn't do any of that. Yep. Yeah. I'll do some research for the show, but I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> Because isn't that what the dudes say when they get caught? Like, oh, I was researching it for a paper or some for, bullshit. I, you know, my college professor wanted us to do a story about pedophilia, so I was just looking up Namblin. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know. <laughs> right. Well, I had really. to join the group in order to get on the, the message board to do my research. <laughs> or I was infiltrating it for, uh, what's that, um, the site Chris Hansen used to have? Like, oh, uh, To Catch a Predator. Right? <laughs> yeah, what was, the, uh, what was the group, though? It was like a, a group that had a really tough name. Don't get me wrong, I love the show, man. I think anybody who uh, shows up with a six-pack of Zimas and condoms <laughs> at a 12-year-old's house deserves uh, to be fucking beaten up. You don't think they were they were there to help out? <laughs> I still love his deadpan, like, uh, you know, Bonerific 6ix9ine states, I want to put my blank in your blank, LOL. <laughs> Did you text the words? <laughs> it's, it's always so uncomfortable. It's such filth. You know exactly what they're saying, but it's, and then the undercover responds as a 14 year old, tee hee hee, let me make sure my parents aren't home. Yeah, it's that stuff that you laugh at, but you're cringing at the same time. Like, oh, like, God, oh my God, dude. this is fucking insane. Yeah. These people are turds. I mean, dude, Terrible how, much, people. how much fun do you think he had with that? I mean, it's a shitty thing that, that, that they were doing, but... I would love it they'd get, like, the 30-year-old who was, like, four foot nine, like, ha, go ahead, I'm getting some spritzers. Hop in naked into the hot tub. I'll be right there. <laughs> they're, they're always walking away as the dude comes in, right, into, like, the back. <laughs> you see some of these guys are, like, fuck it, taking their shit off, hopping in the hot tub. And, <laughs> and you got Chris Hansen, like, hey, how's it going? Take a seat. Oh. I'm already sitting down. It's a hot tub. There's really, I can't stand in it, so... I'd love to see some behind the scenes of Hanson. He had to be fucking cracking up on a few of those, man. He had. To did be. you did you ever see the cartoon to catch a predator where it was like uh, the actual predator from the movie? Oh, totally, dude. Yeah, from the movie Predator. <laughs> that was a good one. He comes take a seat, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, that's good. Good stuff. Good stuff." So anyway, uh, Bubba decides he needs some uh, personal refreshment, so he stops at the. Uh, he hits a stop and rob to pick up a Slurpzilla. Oh, it had a good name too. It was the um uh damn it, I didn't write it down. It was the stuff um damn it. All right, moving along. The store had a good name that I wish I would have remembered. Make it up. Just make one up right now, go. Uh the, the sit and sip. The stuff and puff where you grab your stuff and cigarettes. Okay, that's better. <laughs> so he fuels up with that Slurpzilla. And uh, meets up with a homeless dude who you claim is Todd who. I'm not saying one way or the other because I didn't see that part. Guaranteed it's him. But he tells him um, that he'll let him know where Todd Hugh is for a dollar. Yeah, and then they have the the extended recycled joke. I said it was a, it's a more perverse who's on first routine. Would you say that? 
Uh, it didn't strike me as uh, he was talking about his gay uncle and mm-hmm. you know this person got fucked here and you know my cousin what wouldn't do that because he's doing this and whatever. I, I probably could have gone without the 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 whole shtick. Well, the end result was fun for me because uh, Bubba the werewolf got so pissed off he smashed his hand through his face. See, and that's that's the right response to that. Like if someone's dragging that type of joke out, you should punch him. You know, like that's how oh. you should in that. <laughs> Uh, but the punch was great because he actually punched through the dude's whole head, and uh, there's a really quick cut of him actually pulling his fist back through like the uh, mannequin. Uh, it was a really good practical effect of him pulling his fist back out through the back of the guy's head, and you could see the hole. And I, I really thought that was a great. Uh, I thought it did a great job with that. I, I like the effect, but uh, your logic is flawed to me. So you're basically saying, like, the first time I got Aaron from Ghost Tattoo's phone number. And I was prank texting him. His first thought should have been to murder me. No, no, no. it was a bad joke. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying any bad joke. I'm sp- saying specifically if someone is doing the who's on first for like three straight minutes and you know exactly what they're doing and they won't stop, that's when you bust out the shadow boxing. I think you just you go right to that. You go you go right to Charlie horses and and Indian burns to stop or it. Punching your fist through their face completely and killing them dead, which is funny. Cause like literally nobody in town cared when he killed somebody <laughs> like <laughs> the guy true. in the store kept sweeping, you know, there's blood spraying all over the window outside. He's just sweeping along. Well, no one cared. He was a werewolf and no one cared that the devil was walking around either. So yeah, they were pretty I, cool I, town. I had a good time with that too. Cause I did not see that coming. No dude. I loved it. And it really, I, like I said, at the end of that joke, I wanted him to kill that guy. So it worked out perfectly. <laughs> it worked out great for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get some more montage filler, which I'm going to proclaim was pretty funny, dude. Uh-huh. Um, he still has zero luck, and he's wasting a whole lot of time. He's playing video games with kids. Like pushing he's his bowling. car. He's running out of gas and pushing his car down the road. <laughs> just stuff. <laughs> it's just stupid. Yeah. Uh, and then the devil seems to be taunting Bubba because he's doing infomercials about selling souls. And that reminded me a lot of like Tim and Eric's awesome show, some yes. of their skits. Yes. So yeah, I, I had a good time show. with that. Um, that's when huge plot change plot point, the girls notice the pentagram on his palm and say, Hey, go down and talk to the palm reader downtown. Um, maybe she can help you out with that. Yeah. And, it was, and of course, did you get ahead. anything out of that palm pentagram? Like did, did that have a part in the story? I, I didn't really catch what was going on with that. You're kidding, right? No, you have no idea. No. I didn't, like, I literally, didn't they told him to go talk to the palm reader, and she fixed the whole thing, basically. Yeah, I didn't. For some reason, I didn't uh, pick up on it. I didn't. So, basically, he says, I'm not going to go see some cockamamie palm readers, clairvoyant, psychic lady. The whole town wants him to do it, because literally at the Rusty Bombshell, everybody who's been wronged by Satan is coming into, ta- into the bar expressing their disdain for what has happened to them. So, he's, he's like, okay, I'll do it for you guys, for the bar. Um, and we, he goes to the palm reader. Dude, wait, 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 you butchered that. That's totally not why he went. He wasn't going to go even after they pleaded. He went because one of the people said, oh yeah, she works out of an antique shop with her hot granddaughter. And then he's that's like, well, right. <laughs> well, I better get out there. Says, though, that's when he says like, okay, for you guys, <laughs> yep, I'll go. Yep. <laughs> that was great. Exactly I, I really right. like that, dude. <laughs> There's a ton of that in this movie. Too. Yeah. Ton of it. Yeah. And so dude, I mean, exactly you really right. got to watch it more than, more than twice to get, uh, we're, we're missing a huge chunks of great stuff too. She, uh, the the palm reader who we now know is blind, which was making basically her uh, earlier um, premonitions and predictions even that much more impressive because she's looking into a crystal ball but <laughs> sees nothing because she's blind. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she gives it the old college try, and she basically plops a huge globber right in the center of his hand. Dude, I thought that would gross me out, but I loved it, dude. She was loved it. She, and just plops it right down in the middle of his, and his dude, hand. Dude, it was the most, um, it was almost like clear gelatin. It wasn't even spit. It was the gnarliest, thickest, like, mucusy. <laughs> it was so great. Yeah, it was crystal clear, too, like a... I don't know, man. It was just perfect. It yeah, was, per- it was great. perfectly shaped for him. And I thought the flashback of everything that had happened was hilarious because you've got all the guys that have been affected by the devil, especially the one guy who had the gigantor balls. Yeah. Like flowing around in a vortex. My nuts! <laughs> <laughs> Which was weird because his curse was the zits, not the nuts. But, you know, I give him a pass on that. <laughs> no, they had the other guy with the zits too, right? No, the guy with the nuts, it, that was the joke is everyone kept thinking it was his nuts, but it was his acne. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But it was still funny. It was funny. It was really good. So whatever. Because you don't expect to see anything like that at all. Dude, and that spit's going everywhere, dude. It was great. It was good. Well, then, like, while she's explaining to him that this is all happening because Bubba was a pansy and the devil knew that Cracker County Broken Tank could be the foothold for his assault on the earth, um, while she's doing that, she's vomiting profusely. (laughs) She's laying it down. It was good. Putting it down. It was good. And, and it was like the pea soup colored vomit too, like the real, the real nasty stuff. And I'm just going to say, I am willing to allow massive amounts of suspension of disbelief just so this scenario can move forward, dude. I, oh yeah, I'm yeah. fine with it. Yeah, if you're trying to pick this apart for um for what is it for continuity, good luck, dude. Stupid. Yeah, yeah just just get alive. Yeah, right. Um, but then we find out she's got a really smart idea. Um, he has an escape clause because no matter what. The devil never gave him his vegetable peeler. <laughs> the vegetable peeler of Cthulhu. Yeah, they all had a cool uh, name. I think I even caught a little of that Clato uh, Barata Nictu, I think, when she was doing her little... She threw that down a little bit. Did she? I caught a little of it, too. Yeah. So um, he's going to try and utilize his escape clause, um, and then she tells him, basically, she, he needs to go back to where this all began, and he can't figure it out. So she's like, just get back to the bar, dumbass. Go. Yeah, yeah. Even when people are like leading him to the uh, to the pond, he's not drinking, right? Yeah, lead me to water, and I can't force right. you to drink. Right. Uh, and then that's when it's hilarious because Satan is trying to work his magic on Cletus at the bar, and Cletus basically is like, "I want my balls back," but it doesn't really matter because I can't have sex anyway because I got a bad hip and I got erectile dysfunction and I got bunions. Right. Even even so, if I even if my penis worked, my prostate swollen. Like he had a laundry laundry <laughs> list. So the of devil's it. <laughs> like the list that the devil brought out. I, you probably didn't get a cut, but it made me giggle because he it was like a short order cook at Waffle House. One ounce. Well, stuff. It's because he he changed it. He would say like, okay, so uh, w- one penis extra stiffy, you know, or something like that. One he had this funniest shorthand way of 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 reading it back to him that really worked well. It was great. Yeah. Um, which is basically every middle-aged man's wish list anyway. Like, I don't want to piss eight times during the night. I wish my boner worked. My bunions hurt. <laughs> uh, minus the ball thing, because I think most of us have those. Um, but then dumbass Clovis agrees to sell his soul for a beer. A cool beer. A cool beer, but it comes out like boiling hot from hell itself. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't even he didn't even ask for anything, so... It, it, at this point, they're just throwing out. He's just reaping the town of getting everybody at this point. Right. So Clovis is miraculously saved by uh, what is deemed by the devil to be the prodigal puppy because 
Um, Bubba shoots the drink out of his hand, which I've never been a fan of that. Like I watched, um, I watched baskets, by the way. Good I watched show. the entire season. Oh, you're ahead of me then. Good job. There's a scene later where um, Chip Baskets has a snake attached to his hand, and uh, a young child has a pistol, and he shoots it off of his hand. But literally behind where his hand was, there was a crowd of like 30 people. Oh, yeah. yeah. It drives me nuts, dude. Yeah, it didn't bother me in this movie, I could tell you that. But like, No, no, but yeah. it just still, I thought about that. Like, man, there's like eight people behind him. So when he shot that glass or whatever, actually the glass was like right in front of his body. So if he shot the glass, it would go into Clovis's body. But whatever. Yeah, the ones yeah. that bother me is like, uh, I think it was in RoboCop where Ed 209's blasting that dude like a million times and he's in front of that big pane glass window. And like the window doesn't break right behind him. Like those are the ones that I notice. Because what would have been cool is if he was shooting the window and it was... Or shooting the dude and the window was getting cracked anyway, so when he hit the window, he would just fall out anyway. Right, it more natural. Right. Or just a cool shattering of just tons of shattered glass just blasting out everywhere. Like, that's that's why some of those, uh, like the Punisher movie we watched, remember when they're shooting and the tile is breaking and it's just, it's just shattering all over the place? That's, that's the way I like to see that stuff, you know? Which reminds me, um, when you came over here and uh, what movie did we watch when you came over? Uh, Werewolf in a Woman's Prison? Nope. Last time you came over, we watched something else. Uh, we should have watched our RoboCop remake. Oh, t- I've watched a portion of it since you told me about it too. Um, What'd you think? Oh, I loved it. I can't wait to watch the whole thing. Yeah. What did we watch when we were over we here watch, last? Man, man? that's gonna drive me crazy. It was good. Yeah, but what was it? Was it glitter? Did we do a redo of glitter? <laughs> no, it was Jeff over here. We watched something. Man, th- this makes for pretty good podcasting. It's terrible. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, the, the, my thought behind it was we're talking about RoboCop. We should have totally done that because I've already talked about it and I own it. So Yeah, that would have been great, man. Next time, Sorry. let's do it again. So anyway, um, basically they agree to have a drink-off. Uh, not a drink-off, play a game of quarters, but the devil gives him plenty of choices. Like we can do swords. We can do nunchucks. Fencing, fencing do, was one of them. Right? Uh, fencing. We can do dueling pistols. Oh, speaking of swords, Samurai Cop. That's what. It, that's what we watched. That's what we watched. Yep, Samurai Cop. There you go. It was totally memorable. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so they agree to do quarters. Um, if Bubba wins, the townsfolk are let out of their contracts. If the devil wins, um, he wins Cletus as a, he gets to marry Cletus. He gets Cletus as a wife, right? And it's funny because Cletus had a lot of funny, I'm trusting you with my cornhole jokes. Oh, you mean this? I'm trusting you with my cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird that I, I would we, say it. We could use that happened. later, right? That's, that'll be yeah. a fun one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So then we were treated to a basically a lower budget but yet more hilarious version of the drinking game from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Great. Right? Perfect. Yep. Absolutely. Um, except there, Adrian. In, wasn't that her name? Yes. Adrian and the other guy weren't playing quarters. They were just drinking back and forth. Um, and basically the same thing happens in reverse. Um, Bubba starts off slow. Then he starts winning. Um, at some point, they finish off the moonshine because even when the devil doesn't make a shot, Bubba drinks anyway because he's just like, you're taking too damn long. But then... Something I had a problem with, and I didn't like, and I don't know if this is intentional or not. The devil breaks out his spirits. Uh, hmm. Would it be, would it be 666 proof? Yeah, made from the tears 
and ball sweat of everybody in hell. And that's it was funny because one guy's like, "Oh, that's what you were using that for." I can break out some more of that. Yeah. Um, but when he opened the bottle, I did not like the ghost coming out of there. Uh, really, that didn't bother me at all. It looked like Pac-Man ghost. It totally did. I liked it <laughs> because of that. I don't problem. know if it was on purpose or not, but I mean, oh, it's Marion in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sorry, Marion, not that, Adrian. That, yep. that, I was that was bothering me. I didn't didn't sound right. I knew it was something. Adrian is from uh, Rocky. Yes. Which has nothing to do with Raiders of the Lost Ark, so I digress. You know what? Those chicks look um, similar, though. Brunette, kind of the um, same facial features. I'll give you that. Yeah. Cool. So, um, anyway, they had this drinking game of quarters, which have you ever played that? No, I don't drink. Never? Even in high school? You never? Oh, no, it? I have drank, but I've never played quarters, no. Um, basically, the, the game is going, and Bubba at one point, it says he was going in for Knuckles. But it looked to me like he chucked him on the shoulder, basically, and the devil fell out of the chair. That's Am I, I, I No, that's how I saw it, too. Like, I thought he kind of gave him a, um, a fist bump to the shoulder that did push him out. But they were saying it was more like a knuckle bump, right? Which I didn't agree with because right. I didn't see that coming at all. I agree with the devil on that. Yeah, right. So the devil ain't having any of it because he's saying that Bubba cheated, and I would tend to agree. I agree any manipulation, well. any touching of the other opponent to the, the contender – is cheating. I agree. So they fight a little bit, which the fight wasn't that cool. Um, and then uh, Bubba laying on the ground defeated is about to be vanquished by the devil, or the game is going to be called as a win for the devil. Um, Bobby Joe, I think, says that she will sell her soul for his for his life, right? Right. Okay. Um, and then it was kind of funny because that's when the psychic and I love she was very conversational throughout the entire thing. Like, don't you remember the escape clause we just talked about like an hour ago? Dipshit. <laughs> yeah, she Pull was that out. She was good. So the escape clause that he pulls out is you have to guess my name. And they had some fun with that. I agree. I liked it. John, Mark, Rumpelstiltskin. He's like, what, <laughs> what was the one guy? Niche. Like, who names her kid Niche? Yeah, did you get that joke? No. That actor's name is Mitch. No, he said Mitch. No, he said Mitch. Did he really? That's his name, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, he says Mitch, and he's like, "What kind of a what kind of parents would name their child Mitch?" That's his name. Oh, I thought he said Mitch for some reason. No, I was busy, no, no. furiously taking notes. Which that's again, that's another little nod. Um, Good on I, them, dude, because that makes that joke. I thought the joke was funny to begin with, and now it's, it's infinitely funny, more right? funny. Like I caught a funny during. Um, I'm sure you caught it too during pool party massacre, where one of the the pictures on the wall is is actually drew as a child, right? But they're making fun of it as like, uh, because he, he looked funny in it. And that's kind of an inside joke. If you didn't know that that was the dude, yeah, would you even understand why that's funny? Understand why right. that's there. Right. So I took that as the same thing. Cause I didn't get it the first time. I didn't until I started writing down my notes and I wrote down his name as Mitch and I was like, Oh, it dawned on me. Like, okay, that's a little, a little dig personal dig, which is, which is cool. I like that. Dude, you've got to promise me once we do our first schlock or not production at some point you can work in, my middle school picture. Oh, now imagine, imagine yes. this. Okay. Um, quasi mullet, not that great. Okay. Purple, large rimmed glasses. I forgot <laughs> that it was picture day. <laughs> so I wore, uh, uh, remember those shirts that were three quarter sleeves? Oh yeah. Baseball tees. The white on the front with black yep. three quarter sleeves. Yep. And the shirt said, lunch is my favorite subject. <laughs> 
my face is glistening from all the zit juice bubbling up to the pores. Oh. Can I just get a copy of that for me, dude? I'll put that. <laughs> I'll put that on my desk, dude. It's terrible. Oh, it's good, man. I remember when my, when my mom got it. She was like, "Why?" <laughs> She's like, "I paid for this." She, you didn't remember it was picture day, and and you wonder why they thought it was you that ran up the sex line. They're like, "Oh, it's yeah. definitely that guy. <laughs> he ain't getting any." <laughs> it looks like he's thinking about sex all day. Look at that lunch. Is his favorite subject. Yeah, right. Oh, that's good. All my pictures, <laughs> I look like a Mexican. Remember, I sent it to you and Aaron, where I like my hair's greased back and I'm wearing a plaid, like buttoned up, buttoned <laughs> up to top the top. Three shirt. buttons are buttoned up. Yep. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both of those pictures will make an appearance for sure. Cool. So maybe we should do that. Okay. Put that on Slack. Anyway, Biker Bob completely saves the day again by guessing his ridiculously convoluted tongue twisting handle. I have. I, I didn't even write it down because it was so long. Well, that's good because I, I, yeah, I took a cut of it. Here you go. Cool. So this is the devil's actual name for any of you Satan worshippers out there who wanted to know. <laughs> Vladek Jr. Adolfo Italicus Joanna Rasputinstein III Jr. One more time, please. Vladek Jr. Adolfo Italicus Joanna Rasputinstein III Jr. <laughs> there it is. There it is. But again, I just I wish that dude meant more to me. Because he kept popping in at like the most perfect time I to save the day. He should mean more to me, but I don't know why he doesn't. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the devil melts instantly. Um, that was kind of cool. The wet, goopy crap on the ground that was steaming like a yep. pile of turds on a cold morning. Yep. Um, all the contracts are retrieved, ceremoniously ripped up. The townsfolk are happy. They no longer have their um, souls with the devil. They now own them outright. And um, Bubba and BJ howl at the moon before they have sex again. And then we get a fart joke at the end where the clairvoyant is picking up another premonition. But no, it's just gas. And that was that was a, a, a wraparound from the beginning, because when she first says she has a premonition, the granddaughter says, says, oh, it's just, it's probably gas, just again. gas again. Right. So I liked yep. it. I like when when you when you tie the end of the knot at the end. Right. You. I am always okay with a movie that ends on a fart joke, too. (laughs) And that, right? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Farting and falling down, the two Fs, are make me laugh every time. Absolutely. And this this is a fun little flick, man. It's it's a short watch. Uh, Like we said, it's maybe an hour and ten minus credits. Um, It's it's easy to find. It's worth a watch. It's uh, it's got some good. It's got some bad. But I think the good far uh, far outweighs the bad in this for me. I wouldn't even say bad. Uh, You've got some good, and you've got some not so good. Yeah, that's a better way to say it. I agree. All right, dude, the credit music, just so you know, is to me just as catchy as the intro theme song. Oh, absolutely, dude. Yeah, that guy, I'm telling you, man, look that guy up, dude. If he's if he's not famous now, he should be, and I hope that later, like 10 years from now, me and you were like, hey, remember when, when we said that that dude was really good? Like, I hope, what's the date today? Hey, I'm not doing this for 10 years. Are you crazy? <laughs> oh, dude, I got you locked in it for 20. Easy, dude. <laughs> Easy. I haven't signed any contract. There's an escape clause if there was. Yeah, you got to say, uh, what is it, my real name? The devil's real name? Oh, your real name is uh, Erasmus uh, Winston um, Turkle Esquire. Wrong. It's Stevie Versace. We figured that out during Oh, the, that's uh, right, Stevie Versace. <laughs> that's my stripper name. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure it out till the show was over, so no one got to have fun with that. <laughs> good time. It's good times. Good, man. That was good. Uh, anything else? I had a great time with this movie, and I'm really glad. Where did we come up with this one? Did we just see it on Hulu? Um, totally. Um, give us this one? We, no, we were talking about what movie to do next. I pull, Usually, I'll do that when we're talking, is I pull up new releases on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and uh, it just caught, the name caught my eye, and I kind of threw it out almost as a as a joke, you know, about 
because you know again you see that name if you don't know that there's a comic book related it looks like a throwaway totally um let me just throw it out there too i mean we're we're less than 40 episodes into the show we've already had a lot of um feedback and and people joining in and being involved in the show can if somebody wants us to do something call in on the, on the schlock line hit us up on schlockernot at gmail.com um, reach out to us however you can and let us know because there's a lot of stuff we we don't know about there's a lot of stuff we do but we're always open especially this year we're trying to do movies we haven't seen before so throw it out there if there's something you want to hear us do let us know man absolutely man yep especially if especially sci-fi comedy whatever yep throw, throw us a curveball see if we could uh, do an, uh, do a western right something we haven't done yeah good man is that, that all you had that's it buddy I've got some good news, and I've got some bad news. You start. You first. Oh, me? Okay, I'll go this time. It's uh, always me first. Okay, today it'll be me first. Ooh, sounds like Skype didn't want us to continue. Should we keep going? Uh, maybe, I, sure. Maybe not. maybe they didn't want me to go first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push through anyway. Though. <laughs> yeah. All right. The uh, Skype genies were like, yeah. no. Yeah, I mean, just uh, for new listeners to the show, me and Doc, uh, we do this remotely. We never even see each other during this show. Isn't that amazing? I have to see you enough during the week. So. <laughs> We've had enough. <laughs> had enough of me. Okay, uh, for me, the good news, I really enjoyed the background stuff, the signs, the logos, the walls. All of that stuff was super clever, and that really adds to me um, depth. To the movie, uh, I had I had fun trying to find it and trying to pick it out. And a special mention to the cast: great cast, brought their A game, had fun with it. It really showed um, great time. Preach. Yep. I'm going to say my good news is uh, again. This is normally I'm supposed to focus on one thing. I'm going to say the movie's writing, the jokes, the humor, the performances, the effects were well above what I expected for what I assumed was a uh, basically a smaller budgeted independent production. Um, they really should be proud of this movie. Yep, I agree. Uh, and I, I, I act like I'm talking to them. I don't know why, but just it seems like maybe they're approachable. I don't know. It just it seems like the kind of people we would want to hang out with. Totally, dude. I agree. Um, for my bad news, this was a toughie, dude. I, I didn't. There wasn't a lot I didn't like about this. Um, I've already touched on the CGI. That would probably be if I had to pick one. Um, I think that they had enough good practical that they they. That they could have just used that and, and really skipped a lot of the a lot of the CGI. That would, if I have to pick something, um, I'd say okay. that. You may agree with mine a little bit more here than your own. You just didn't think about it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say the benchmark for any werewolf movie is the transformation scene. Ooh, you are Sadly, right, Sadly, this dude. movie did not have one at you all. You are correct, dude. When you talk about American Werewolf in London, the howling, even the Wolfman at that point, seeing a man trans transform into an animal was something completely unique. That's the kind of the stuff that you remember from those movies, and this one didn't have it. Sure. And I wish it had something, um, some fact simile of a transformation. Fright Night, right? Um, even even I think Teen Wolf had like some stop motion nails growing. Yeah, you and would stuff. see shit happening. Right. This hmm. one had none of it. I agree, dude. I would have liked to see it. I just would have liked to see what they would have done with it. Unless they went with CGI, then I wouldn't have liked it. <laughs> so, so I'll qualify that with that would have been cool to see. Good. Missed opportunity. Okay. Let's call that a missed opportunity. Absolutely. Okay. What's your schlock star rating? Uh, it's really generic, and I'm sorry, but I think it's apropos. One howling good time. You know what, man? I, I will give you two thumbs up on that one, dude. That's a good one. Cool. Uh, better than mine. I got one six pack of corn stock light because I think that was like their hillbilly, <laughs> the hillbilly drink of choice. Out of right? how many six packs though? 
Only one six pack is all I'm giving. Okay, you. one six pack. That's it, as many as you can get in a six pack, so that's good. <laughs> that's a full sixer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Did you get a life lesson? I did. I got two actually. Um, you can tell me which one you like better. Okay. Uh, talk shit, get hit. I like it. Or remain polite, avoid a fight. Oh, I'm I'm remain polite, avoid a fight. <laughs> <laughs> All day long, dude. <laughs> I was like, talk shit, get hit. And then I was like, okay, let's talk about how Steve and I would handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, oh, surprise shit. him with a quiet yet, di- yet, yet dignified retreat. We'll get him every time, bro. They won't know what to do with you. <laughs> yes. All right. We've hit on that that uh, theme several times. Right, we're, right. That's good, man. Pansies. <laughs> just, I just want to go and play Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> just leave me alone. I want to be nice to people, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, And mine was, I mean, I'm just going to harp on it again. Just give me practical over CGI. Any day of the week, almost any movie you name, I'm going to take practical. Um, My lesson is, my life lesson is, please, if if you're making the movie and and you want me to really love it, give me a lot of practical effects. Sounds good, man. I agree. Schlockernaut protocol requires a quiz off. May the best human moron win. All right, hit me. I'm going to break you down with some actual knowledge right here. Okay. Um, you saw Bubba feeding the dogs at night, but do you know what is the optimal time to feed your dog? Optimal time? Uh, it would probably be the same as a human, I guess, in the in the earlier, because then you'd burn off your, your energy during the day. I'm going to say nighttime. Is that right? Uh, from what I've heard from a lot of people, because your dog's stomach is like a hammock, right? So if you feed it during the in the morning and it runs around... That hammock can flips flop, around, flop and that's over. when you get that belly, that belly that flips around and it's tied off on each side. Yeah, that's real common in like Great Danes and Mastiffs bloat, and stuff right? too. And yeah. that's called bloat. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. It flips I've... around, so you feed them at night because they're docile; they're mm. going to sleep and they digest the food overnight. Good call, man. Good one. Yeah, just learning. What the hell I wish I had that. Um, the more you know, uh, little thing. <laughs> do, like, do, do, do. Yeah. Ah, too many people use that. Fuck that. Here, yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I've heard it on several's. I'm ten. No, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> hey, hey no, no one uses that but us, I promise. <laughs> you know, I had that pulled up because the um, the fortune teller lady kind of reminded me of her. The voice, anyway. All right. Um, my Mine's a bad question, so just barrel through it. But what state do you think Cracker County is in? Florida. Yeah, I didn't notice Florida um, for some reason. So I think it was filmed in like, hold on a second. I'll give you the exact. Deland, De Florida. Okay. For All some right. reason, I thought that they didn't give a state, and I was going to have you like hypothesize as to like, is it Kentucky? Is it Mississippi? You know, where are they at? You know, they were. Fi- uh, who knows fictionally where where Cracker County is from? But no, no, it's still- Florida. Cracker County uh, in the movie is in Florida. Okay, cool. Because I looked it up on the... Um, they had license, it, everybody's license plate said Florida, too. So. Not only that, I looked it up on the street sign, the cracker, the broken taint sign. I went back to that and paused it, and you could see where it says FL on the bottom. So. Movie research, buddy. Movie research. All so, right, you ready for mine? You think me and Doc only spend like two hours on this? No way, dude. This is like no a 10-hour ordeal, way, dude. dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what does the number three signify on Bubba's hat? I assumed it was some type of like NASCAR racer or something, but I, I didn't, I don't know. Okay. First off, you're wrong. It's basically the Trinity, which is the divine protection, protection, help and guidance and Dale Earnhardt. Oh, okay. So I was right. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> okay. There, uh, you know, thinking deeper, maybe it was the Trinity, right? The Holy Trinity of uh, divine protection, help and guidance and then 
just for fun, it's Dale Earnhardt. No, too. no, it, it's Dale Earnhardt, dude. Yeah, <laughs> the, the other stuff right, you made. Maybe up. I'm, yeah, okay, so. <laughs> All yeah. right, I got I got one just as deep for you though. Do you think werewolves should wear pants? Dude, that's kind of like the Hulk argument, right? Like right. when they transform. <laughs> hey, it's funny you say that because I could take a picture of my notes where I put Incredible Hulk style. I actually wrote that down. Yeah, I mean, it drives me nuts because they are. Oh, in Monster Squad, didn't that guy run around with pants too? When he kicked him in the nards, did he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Maybe it's just to cover up his genitalia, but why can't they be just um, cartoon characters? Like, yeah, like a Ken doll, right? Yeah. Like just hair. I mean, hair. Well, I mean, or that. Maybe just put like a huge tuft of hair to cover up the genitalia so you can avoid the embarrassment of having to talk about it. Or would you rather just see a big, hairy, you know, greasy strangler werewolf dong (laughs) flopping around? Me personally, I don't care. But I mean, they're (laughs) trying to get the movie in the theaters or trying to make money out. Would it be distracting and hilarious to see as a werewolf fight you have like a Vigo Mortensen Uh, uh, Eastern Promises? (laughs) No, wasn't he that that blue superhero in one movie? What was it? Um, was it Watchmen, um, dude? Was it Fastbender? That was a Watch. No, it was Watchmen. It was um, wasn't that Fastbender? No, was it? Well, whatever it was, the blue guy had a dong, and it did distract me quite a bit. <laughs> hey, Danny had a funny on that too. He said he saw that with his chick in the theater, and uh, <laughs> he said he said he. He was he was okay with the dong, but why did it have to be so big? Because he thought that that was like unrealistic expectations for the chick, you know, like because he was just dating her at the time. And he's like, "Is it she was gonna... a Billy Crudup?" Was it really? Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, so what what are Dr. we saying Sam here? Do, do we prefer pants or no pants on a werewolf? Uh, sans pants with no dong. Okay, so like a Ken doll. But if you have hairy... to bring the dong, I don't care either. Okay, so no pants, just just whatever, just no pants. Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, Billy Crudup as Doctor Manhattan. Okay, good job. Which I remember there were certain scenes where, like, the camera would be panning down. I'm like, oh, here we go, <laughs> you know, three foot long dong. And were you <laughs> or, like, you know, were you like, like rubbing your hands a together? Two story size wiener. Were you rubbing your hands together like an evil scientist waiting for it to hit the screen, dude? <laughs> Looking at my wife like, here we go. <laughs> here it comes. All right. Whatever fits in the story. Okay. All right. Uh, what is your favorite? werewolf movie it's an easy one dude i just want to hear what it is my favorite werewolf movie well you know i don't like uh the monster squad right we've talked about that before and and i hate you a little bit I know more every day pete it. pete hates me for that too i know that um, pete big ups i mean my my brain goes instantly to teen wolf just because probably that's the the one i know the best and i've seen the most no no i'm gonna go with uh what we do in the shadows best werewolves that i've ever seen right there so no Howling, no American Werewolf in London, nope. no Wolfen, no nope. Silver Bullet, nope. no my um, flick pick, which I can't talk about now. Nope. Really? Wolf, Teen Wolf? Nope. I'm going to say What We Do in the Shadows was my favorite werewolves I've ever seen. They were great. <laughs> Big Smile. Did they even change? Them. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I don't remember. Yep. Loved them. All right, cool. Okay. Uh, here's an easy one. Can we watch Showgirls 2? No, uh, wrong. The correct answer is yes. You see, you got two out. Of, you got two out of three. <laughs> oh, you can watch it, and then we'll talk about it. And I'll just say, uh, "Sounds great." I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knew where you're going with that one. <laughs> All right, give me a would you rather. Um, would you wa- rather watch a Michael Bay movie marathon or a foreign film marathon? Hey, that's a think tough about, one. Think I, about Michael Bay movies, dude. I mean, there's some really great foreign films. 
there's not a lot of really great Michael Bay films, though, are there? Answer's easy. Go ahead and say it. I'm going to go foreign on that. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Let me look up Bay real quick, dude. Hold on. I'm going to see if there's some... Is there any... There's some redeeming stuff, right? Uh, maybe one or two. Michael. He's not... I mean, I think his heart's in the right place. I didn't like the... Trans- this is, we're going we're gonna to do this on live again, dude. I'm telling you, the production value of this show is just going up each, each <laughs> week, dude. Let's see, Dre. Transformers, the last night. Probably won't see it. 13 hours. I know Aaron's a huge fan. I, that's not too bad. Uh, Transformers, Age of Extinction. No, thank you. Pain and Gain, never seen um, it. Texas Chainsaw Massacres, 2003 and 2006. He was the producer. I'm okay. talking about directed. Right, let me see. You want to watch The Rock with uh, Sean Oh, yeah. Conn. Yeah, yeah, no. That's one of my dad's favorite movies, dude. Yeah. That one's all right. I what about Great that. White, the My, My, My video collection? <laughs> Ooh, he did Divinals, I Touch Myself. How about Vanilla Ice, I Love You, the short? <laughs> uh, you know what? Pain and Gain. Pain and Gain was a pretty good movie. I didn't watch it. Yeah, it's not bad. Vanilla okay, yeah. I, I, I will stick with uh, foreign film on that one okay, then still. Good. All right. Uh, is that me? Mm-hmm. All right. Would you rather be a werewolf or a vampire, but not like in this movie, like the standard tropes of a werewolf and a vampire? Um, I'm going to have to say vampire. Because really? Because I'm already a night owl anyway. So You'd be okay with like never seeing daytime again? Yeah, fuck yeah. You kidding me? Um, I'd almost go werewolf on this, man. Dude, all the chicks I could pick up at a bar just by my little twinkle in my eye. My yeah, but dude, you got to put your mouth on people and stuff. I, I'm not down with that. Well, what do you think you're doing as a werewolf? Yeah, but you don't know. It's if you're if it's the classic werewolf, you got to like have somebody lock you up during the full moons, or you know, you might be able oh, to get around yeah, that. Yeah, honey, it's about that time. Go ahead and lock me in the room. Put on some Family Guy. And yeah, I'll man, you, you, might, you might be able to work around, and then you'd have a normal life on your on the regular days. No, vampire all day. All right, not not a. You not know, not an Ed, Edward Cullen, a glittery like Edward Cullen, and I could be the maybe the, a Bella Lugosi thirty days a night vampire. So I'm picking up the chicks, but I'm also really dangerous. Now nah, I'm going to give you the the glistening um, white pasty uh, Twilight <laughs> vampire, and I'm going to take the buff uh, Native American werewolf. So we'll, we'll be those two. Team whatever, what was it? Team Edward and uh, Norton. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. All right, moving on. <laughs> Uh, never seen those movies either schlock or not dude i'm gonna say this movie is not schlock this Mm. it's just a fun flick from a smart group of people dude i'd love to see what they could pull off with an even bigger budget i know i've said it a tons tons of times but i would really like to see give these people two million and a great idea that's crazy dude this one to me it screamed schlock but the good kind not the bad kind so i i get my gut said this is a schlock movie but it's the the type of schlock i prefer okay that's crazy man it's great we've been um, split Not split decision on that on those right <laughs> that's yep. okay though because we come up with the same fake sponsor like four out of five times so which is amazing like, really these guys are talking about this shit dude how can how can we be more wrong on a 50 50 guess than we are on like an infinite possibilities of fake sponsors of anything we could do anything we wanted to do creatively and that's what we come up how with. does that work out dude that's ridiculous if you ask me because i'm staring in your window while you're writing your notes <laughs> dirty <laughs> you are a vampire and creeper all right, give me a flick pick. Um, late phases. It's on uh, Netflix. Let me, let me write it down. Late. It's um, it was released in 2014, same time as this movie. Uh, it's a story of a blind military veteran. I think he was an army vet. Um, basically, his son puts him in a retirement community, a bunch of old people, and um, werewolves are attacking the community. And his neighbors, who he's starting to meet and like, are dying. 
and he starts to figure it out. And it's a slow burner, man, but um, I think it's something that every genre fan would really enjoy. What year it's is a this lot again? Of fun. And it's the same guy that was in um, uh, played Mister in Stakeland, 2014 movie. 2014. Okay. It's a slow burner, dude. But I'm telling you, I just I loved it. Hey, man, I got no issue with slow burners. You know me. So maybe you could tell me later if Late Phases is now your favorite werewolf. If movie. it takes over, okay, good. I got uh, this one I watched with my kid. I think it was Netflix. Yeah, Netflix, 2013, Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart. You guys check that? Nope. Okay, it's kind of done in a um, a Burton-esque kind of way. Uh, it's okay. got that, like, night, not, night, um, Nightmare Before Christmas feel a little bit. But the story is it's pretty Stop motion cool. animation, maybe? I, you know what? If it if it it's, They're giving you that effect even if it's not that. You know how they can kind of fake that now with um, yep. computer-generated? Look at the Batman movie or the Lego movies right, and stuff. Right, right, it right, looks right. stop-motion, but it's all computer-animated. Right, absolutely. So uh, the, the story is actually really cool. It's a boy with um, – he had a heart problem when he was a child, so they put a cuckoo clock in instead of his heart to, to save him. And he, because of that, he can't feel strong emotions because the clock can't handle it and it might break. But as he's growing up, he starts falling in love with a, a girl which is a very strong emotion. So it's kind of that, uh, is he willing to die to, to experience these feelings and to actually fall in love? And for a kid's show, it really did have a, a pretty deep story. It was actually really Simple good. Simple answer, done. no. Yeah, right? Well, it's a kid. He doesn't know better yet. You know, We can tell right. him that now. But um, <laughs> it, it is a love story, but it's good, and it has really good music. It had an excellent soundtrack to it. Um, I thought it was a pretty fun one, and I actually enjoy that one a lot. So if you get a chance, uh, see if your kids would dig it. Okay, will do, man. Okay, and next up we got 1979's Phantasm, the Don Coscarelli flick, which I believe is streaming on Vimeo right now, but Doc owns it, and that's probably how we're going to watch it, I'm guessing. Dude, I'm embarrassed. I've... <laughs> just go ahead and pull my genre card, my horror lover card. I've never seen Phantasm, and I own a signed copy, signed by Don Coscarelli. Which never you will seen n- the movie. You're not going to open it for, for the viewing, right? No, I'll watch it through Vimeo, okay. but I cannot believe... I've never seen this. I've st- I've met Reggie Bannister for God's sakes. Never seen the movie. So I've seen it. Angus Scrim. I've met him. Never seen Phantasm. I saw this super long ago in the eighties, like uh, one of those movies your parents shouldn't let you watch type th- deals. Uh, and I I barely remember it, so I'm really looking forward to uh, getting to it. And I think we'll have a good time with that, especially since and it's following it's, through it's, with the theme of watching movies one or the other or both of us have never seen. And this is something you've actually looked forward to, right? Can't wait, man. Yeah. Okay. Good. Cool. I love Coscarelli. I love Bannister. I love Scrim. Let's do it. All right. We didn't get a mission statement, but what I will do is I pulled one of our um, those those dang uh, drunk clips that everyone seems to like so much. Those slow mos <laughs> that we do. Okay. So what I was what I was thinking is um, if you want to do our thanks, I'll give our contact info, and then uh, as a stinger, I'll I'll play us a uh, another slow mo uh, slow mo clip at the end of the show. I want to thank our listeners, our Patreon supporters, and Twitter friends. It's going to be hard at Shadow Next Edge, S H A D O W N E X E D G E, at Screaming Soup One, and at Scream with Mandy. They're all really awesome people to follow and check them out. Thanks, everybody. Excellent. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Doc. Thank you to our Patreons. Uh, You guys made it possible. Me and Doc have been slowly but surely upgrading our equipment, Uh, made some purchases over the last couple weeks, and I believe next up we're looking at. Uh, a recorder so we can do some maybe like live on the spot uh, face-to-face. Might be Are you a, talking about like a um, recorder from that clip I sent you? No, I want the old ones where it has the little red button inside the no, black I'm button. No, I'm talking about the recorder from... Uh, oh. 
like the ones you practice on to, to learn to play the bagpipes. <laughs> your high that school junior or your junior high music yeah, recorders. No, That's no. what we're going to do because I'll be more than happy to pull that one out. You got that $3 for me? Cool, dude. Thanks. <laughs> uh, no, I'm talking about a nice Zoom. I think they're called or Zoom or Zoom recorder where we could do something on the spot. Like maybe if we could get it by the, um, that uh, what is it, the name of it, the horror, Las Vegas? Um, Sin City Horror Festival. Sin City Horror Festival. Maybe we could do some live on Which the spot. Which they haven't there. even followed, followed us on Twitter. I don't know why. Boo. Um, yeah, uh, that's on the docket. I'm thinking maybe a, a Blu-ray player, so we could start taking audio clips from Blu-ray movies would be a would be a nice thing. Uh, bottom line is uh, the Patreons are making that possible. Uh, you could help us out by becoming a Patreon as well. Go to get Steve access 15. to our Slack channels where oh, you can yeah. talk to us uh, live and send funny videos and see lots pictures of fun of us stuff. In junior in high, absolutely, lots of fun stuff in the Slack. Those dudes are great. Um, you can get us at schlock or not schlock or not at gmail.com. Uh, Shirts are available on the website. All the same crap. Schlockline 209, Steve 52. Uh, thanks for doing this, Doc. Uh, it was a surprisingly fun movie, I thought. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Deep in the riches of space, amongst the stars of iTunes and Google Play, somewhere in between the Big Dipper and Uranus, or my anus, I don't really remember. Doesn't really matter anyways. There is a show. Hosted by two middle-aged men with too much time on their hands. First up, we have Doc. And don't let his monotone voice fool you. He just so happens to be the brains of this operation. Next up, we have Steve. And you might just say he's the hot dog to Doc's bun. Together, they will bring joy, excitement, and all-around entertainment for all ten of their listeners, who just so happen to be their friends. These two knuckleheads will talk about movies that you never heard of, or sometimes you wish you never heard of. Steve will make you laugh with all his phobias and his love of oiled up men, and his obsession with side boob, under boob, shit, this dude loves him some boobies. Doc will make you cry with his jokes that only he laughs at, but he will amaze you with his knowledge of everything and his love of shitty B-movies. And for your listening pleasure, these two will answer the universe's oldest question, and that question is, is it schlock or is it not? This message has been brought to you by Pete, also known as Pistol Pete, Pete Dog, Pete 52, Zombie Snacks, and everyone's favorite, Balls Busted Pete. The music was terrible. Did you remember didn't, the music? It was the sax. No, no attention, dude. The no. saxophone's like, that's good, dude. It was terrible.